0: to the Split Line Off-Road Podcast. Are you ready to go? GNCC Racing! Fans running to the fences, side by side. Borch gets a better line. Oh boy, we got wheel to wheel right here. String. Oh, and Stu Baylor right behind him. Russell going to try to dive, bomb down. for the panel oh, well what's going on
1: What is going on everybody welcome to the split line off-road podcast as always i'm your host rodney cooper with me today as always
2: brandon whitehair guys what is up
1: <laughs> brandon's bringing the heat tonight I am. episode 068 coming at you we are excited and ready to get back going tonight uh we have a awesome show lined yeah. up for you we have stellar guests coming on the line tonight and maybe an in studio guest <laughs> um yeah. Devin had some uh truck issues so we're hoping that he's able to make it in at some point um but if not we'll keep rolling anyways. We have Stuart Baylor coming on the show tonight Uh, at the top of the show. He'll be coming on and uh, talking all things GNCC. I'm sure he'll have a lot to say, so we're excited to have him on. And then we're also excited to be talking to Richie Nolan and Mountain State Hair Scramble Series as they're getting ready to kick off this weekend at the Sand Hill Raceway. So we're excited to talk to him about that. Before we get going too far, we have to thank our absolute awesome sponsors. First and foremost, we got to thank Guts Racing Seat Covers since, oh, was it 1985? They've been in business <laughs> and they've been providing the best seat covers in the business when it comes to style, performance, best top yep. of the line in the business. Uh, you got the rib seats, you got the grip seats, yep, the custom uh, seats. Hanging uh, Joel hetrick onto the bike as he goes and wins <laughs> the Daytona race. Yeah. Uh, people like Craig DeLong running them uh, in the um, uh, GNCC world. Yeah top-of-the-line seat covers we gave a one we gave one away this we weekend did. We did. Uh, for the fantasy which is awesome so we'll talk about that later uh, we got to thank seal savers the first and original fork saver uh, fork seal saver they've been in business for 21 years they are the ultimate seal protection technology for UTVs ATVs mountain bikes trucks dirt bikes yep. your palms anything. anything you want, watch yeah. palms foot pegs and it's an affordable product for yep for uh, and it and it saves you a lot for sure and yeah. it becomes even more affordable when you when you use the discount code capital s sp- capital s and split line for 25%. Yeah. So definitely use that uh, discount code and check them out. We also have sunstar chain and sprockets manufactured from case hardened steel uh chromoly for the ultimate strength, uh, use discount code 30 to save on anything. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, Sunstar Chain and Sprockets, top-of-the-line stuff. Uh, Doug Kirk and those guys are awesome, and uh, we appreciate their support. And new to the show, <laughs> new, brand new, brand hot new. Off, the press, off the press, we have the XC Gear coming on the show. Yep. Yeah, we're really excited about that. Yes, we um, are. XC Gear uh, sponsors guys like Travis Pastrana, Ryan Sipes, Grant Baylor, Jordan Ashburn. Uh, These, um, what is it? The Mako. The Mako Mako 360 360. is the the top of the line bar clamp. You can have 360 of vibration dampening technology. You have three color options. Did you know that, Brandon? Yeah. 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 So you have a couple. I didn't know what's the third one. I wonder. Green, red and orange Ooh. and it goes in that order of uh stiffness to softness so okay. you know your faster guys are running the greens yeah. and then your guys like brandon over here is running the orange <laughs> I, need, and I need
2: all the softness <laughs> i can get <laughs> yeah exactly
1: uh so they're uh we're excited to have lance and uh his wife on the uh, the, uh you know everything is made by him yeah. and uh produced by him and uh it's really cool to see a family business like that and them growing in the sport mm. um this uh uh and, you know, the XC gear logo just looks sick. So yeah. we're excited to have it up on the wall here pretty soon. Yep. Um, they also make the um, uh, the Hammerhead 360 mount uh, for mountain bikes as mm-hmm. well. So that's pretty cool. And
2: Now, you can also get these for quads, right?
1: Yes, I was getting ready to mention yep. that. Did you know that?
2: I did not know that. I've been out of the quad game just a little bit. I figured you'd be on top of this more. But, the Mako uh,
1: 360, you can put on a quad. Wow. Yeah. Nice. So I'm excited about that.
2: Yeah, I definitely would like to have that back in the day.
1: Back in the day when we were using duct tape to... (laughs) hold things together all kinds
2: of stuff man. yeah
1: yeah so uh we're gonna be giving one of those away to soon one of the makos nice so uh you guys better be ready yeah. for that so we're excited and uh ready to have them on board thank you guys for joining the show yeah. and then also obviously mountain state hair scrambles um we're uh exciting or excited to, to announce tonight that we're going to be yeah. having a couple of guys that we're helping out thanks to mountain state hair scramble series yeah. during the mountain state hair scramble series so yeah uh with that being said uh let's get into the let's show. Get into it. Let's get into it so um, in the <laughs> so you want to talk about supercross real quick we can bit?
2: um but I will, first I wanted to uh just throw that out there did you see the new a m a rule that they got coming out for, for all dirt <clears throat> on, bikes on what for all dirt bike all pro dirt bike riders have to do this what are you talking about? <laughs> wrap, wrap themselves in bubble wrap <laughs> uh, <laughs> because they Jesus should said, oh my gosh they should uh, no, I'm just messing guys
1: yeah they should uh <laughs> they should wrap themselves in bubble wrap. it's been it has been rough you ever
2: bubble boy like the movie that's bubble. It's an, an old movie. I feel, I feel like they need to like bubble boy up and go ride because do we we almost lost like half the field. It's
1: been a rough year. <laughs> it's, it's been crazy. a rough year when it comes to supercross. When it comes to yeah. to GNCC, yeah. it's been tough on the boys. It
2: has, man. It has. It's it's crazy. <laughs> I, um, thank goodness. I don't know how all these guys are coming back. Everyone that I that wrecked on Saturday in supercross, besides Dylan Fernandez. <laughs> should be back. Yeah.
1: And That's Dylan Fredas should be back soon too, because he didn't yeah. break anything.
2: No, no, just a deep bruise. Yeah, Bur- deep bruise, bruise. So man, oh man. While you're watching that uh I'm sorry if you haven't watched the Supercross yet, but too bad you should've should already been watching that stuff by yeah. now. Um <laughs> dude, when you were when you when everything happened
1: It was just like a nightmare. One after another after another. Brandon texts me. He goes, what is happening? (laughs) And I just responded with everything. Everything is actually happening right now. And I want to be the first to congratulate uh, Eli Tomac on his second Supercross championship. Everyone. Yeah, right.
2: (laughs) Right. (laughs) So what what kills me is like Tomac put in an awesome ride, right? Right. But it all got blocked because everybody else wrecked. Like, no, I mean, people are kind of saying like, man, Eli will look good, but. Did he really get the credit that he deserved for the rod he just put in? I mean, I mean,
1: he, but but he was in the lead before everybody wrecked. Well, He'd he already was, passed Jason Anderson. But he
2: did have to pass Anderson. He already
1: passed him before Anderson wrecked. I know but I'm, wrecked. what I'm
2: saying, though, but I mean, like, I know. he already passed How about passed Anderson's him.
1: wreck? Was that kind of funny a little bit? Maybe <laughs> a little bit. Which one? Like, ha, the which, second which, one. The second, like, the second when when he, one when he just went through like, the rhythm section and just kind of like, I, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know when now that you know he's okay. Right, right.
2: <laughs> so, like. When I was there, like, oh, we got the we got it on replay here, and I was like, well, okay, I'm waiting for him to like fly through the air over a jump mm-hmm. and off the track, or yeah, then he just, just slides out in the turn and sometimes gets man, up just to hit
1: his head the wrong way. He's just like,
2: okay, he gets back on his bike and like, oh, okay, well, he looked gonna, confused. <laughs> yeah, it was insane, man. I don't know, it's crazy. Jet Lawrence looks amazing on the 250. Uh, what's new there, right? Right. Uh, r- mean, uh, yeah. Uh, he's doing what he's supposed to be doing. Um, uh, I don't know. Cameron McAdoo, he looked good. Yeah. He looked faster than we loops. Cameron
1: McAdoo is, a, is a, um, uh, a victim of being in the same class as Jet Lawrence. Yeah, yeah. Everybody is. <laughs> right Everybody now. is. That class is, is, is I unfortunate. I can't so right wait until Atlanta. Jet is crazy.
2: I can't wait to Atlanta because I want to see Christian Craig and Jet Lawrence go at it. Yeah,
1: that's going to be fun I to wa- watch.
2: I want to watch it because you know that's what it's going to be. Yeah,
1: hopefully we get to see that. Yeah, I'll hope, saying, I hope they the both season, get out. The way the season's going, hopefully we get to see I, that. I want to see them both get out one and two <laughs> and just get it done. But Yeah, it'd be fun. It, yeah. Yeah, exactly. And is that, a, do, is that a triple crown?
2: Yes, I think it oh. is. I think. I'm pretty sure. I hope so. I'll double check.
1: Because that'd be great. That'd be great to see them at, at a triple crown get to have three gate drops yeah. and, and actually just go at the it. The best
2: of the best. Yeah. Um, but uh yeah so let's talk about fantasy all oh, right talk about that let's fantasy? talk about fantasy right. we
1: have over on the pulp mx side um mart man these seal saver guys <laughs> i mean They're what is it. up with They're you guys it, man yeah marty Papa seal saver uh, <laughs> took the win this weekend with 304 uh, Big Ben Cunningham 304? 302, Kyler Murray 276, and I was just happy to break 200 this weekend after everything was. Dude, did did those guys like
2: go yeah. in and like cheat yeah. after they like maybe. guys already finished or
1: maybe what? I guess? And then Jeez. of course uh, Mason and Marty are taking the top two yeah. spots in the uh, overall yeah. right now. Uh, Mason's in first, Marty's in second. Hammer five one two is in third so congratulations to to you guys what about over on the uh rocky mountain, the rocky side?
2: mountain. i know it's your favorite um my so absolute that's favorite. why i get the cover i did it. pick
1: this week though right oh, i don't know did you i did i did i did pick this week
2: <laughs> there's too many fantasies going on right now i can't remember what we picked for so. yeah exactly <laughs> no but uh over uh, JDMX 0 050 still leading um mm. dude his overall rank is 149 overall Wow. He's a hundred. That's really good. Yeah. Well, Jeremy DeWitt. Man. That's a Jeremy DeWitt. Congratulations, right yeah, 149 buddy. 149 overall. And then B Moretto, um, is in second. McIvery, McVury is in third. Ronnie B. 109 is in fourth. Big Ben is in fifth. He's doing pretty good in both leagues. The racer X 169 is in sixth. And, uh, I don't know. Mangroff fell. We all fell. <laughs> I'm in 16th. I don't even know where you're at. You're, you're not even on here
1: anymore. I, I, yeah, I'm, I'm way You're down gone. there. You're gone. So, but let's talk about the actual best fantasy. The best fantasy The split-line off-road <laughs> fantasy. The
2: fast and upcoming yep, fantasy there is.
1: Absolutely. So, uh, as it, it's exciting as always. We're uh, excited to keep going um, down this road. And, and it's it's a lot of fun. It's, it's already making me mad. Uh, it's making me Well, it made me happy this weekend. Wow. Because yours truly took the win. Yeah. With 195 points. Wow. So, uh, I won. Now, he did
2: cheat, guys. Maybe. Know i huh. maybe
1: well remember i posted my team i
2: don't i didn't see it i
1: posted my uh, team I before the it. races started yeah so and then uh scott connors uh who actually won the guts racing seat cover for this week uh awesome. he got second place with 191 points and then grant brandon green took uh third place with 173 points and then in the overall tom williams nice. my brother-in-law yeah. th- uh, who is helping me build this um uh the way that we're doing he's our marks yeah he's our marks pretty much <laughs> um, he doesn't really know much about uh, GNCC yeah um, and he picked everybody based upon how cool their names sound. Oh, okay. Yeah. So and he is winning the overall right now with 420 points. And then Brandon, you're I, in second I with 416. Uh, Zach Bothwell is in third with 402, and William 316 is in fourth with 380 points. So we still got a long season. We still got a long season, but uh, it's uh, it's looking good for it is. it's looking good for the home team. I it think. is. It's looking good. It's <laughs> People looking might good. think that you know I won this week. You won the first week. <laughs> and now tom's in the overall listen if we're not home cooking i promise guys i promise i promise now
2: we we um i honestly my picks kind of reflected back because i really thought we were going to have a big mutter yeah you know what i mean i thought like it
1: was muddy man did you see that quad race yeah it was muddy it but was muddy. i mean i'm
2: talking like i was talking like yeah you were talking like mutter you're talking mutter,
1: you know? like uh last year's um uh yeah last year's um, iron man yes, muddy. Yes. yeah
2: um so yeah
1: yeah what happened to grant baylor did you, do you know? Oh. Uh, he, I think he had a wreck. He ended up having to pull plastic off the bike and put new plastic on the bike. I'm not 100% uh-huh. sure. We'll ask Stu when that's, he comes that's on. That's
2: what messed me up right Yeah,
1: now. Yeah. So actually, did you know that um, – I don't know if you knew this or not, but I want to give a shout-out to Doug Kirk because he helped us out with this little situation we had. Wyatt Wilkins' oh, yeah. uh, transponder yeah. messed up. And um, so this is going to be – uh, potential issue in the future that we need to address uh, yeah. with with fantasy and then how how it works if there's a transponder issue. Um, they can fix the class but they can't fix the overall yeah. when it comes to his transponder. so this week it was easy because um, uh, he finished in second and first and third and his class finished together yeah. so I just gave him I didn't take any points away from anybody else but I gave him 12th place points. Um, where he actually kind of ended up in between those right. guys. So that's what we're, we're going to kind of be doing. Um, if, if that happens again, which I'm sure it will, yeah. uh, we'll kind of cross those roads when we get there. But we'll make it as fair as possible for everybody. He
2: was actually running like wasn't he like running like first or second at one point? Um, yeah. In like overall, because uh, they because Jay shit yeah because Jay Shadron Shadron was running like third. Jay was
1: like. F- Third? Yeah, yeah he, he was, was like way third. up there. But why and then it Brandon was, in, why Owens it was, was actually, up there
2: as well. At that point, Wyatt Wilkins, Wilkins was actually in, ahead of Jay. Yeah. So he was actually like second overall yeah at one point yeah that's wild day.
1: yeah absolutely yeah. uh so let's go over the podiums real quick okay for all yeah. the classes um over in the atv uh women's class uh i want to give a shout out to hannah hunter yeah. for uh taking first i think that's three in a row for her is it three Why? is it three in a row yeah, i believe it, might it is be. yep uh, tracy pickens in second mm-hmm. and angel maggie in third yeah uh it looks like H- hannah's
2: yeah, she's on doing it, man. good. She's doing really good. Yeah, absolutely. We need to have her on one time. We yeah, need, absolutely. We need to get a hold of her.
1: Absolutely. And then over in the uh, 4x4 class, uh, Cody Kohler, uh, he took his second win of the season. Yeah. Um, and uh, Landon Wolf, uh, Steady Eddie to this yeah. year in second place. Uh, then Brandon Frazier in third. Yeah, that's so, a-
2: I like it. I like uh, how they're mixing it up a little bit. Now. They
1: really are. And it's good racing, too. Uh, from what I saw from the live footage or the uh, replay, um, they came through the finish line nose to tail, all of them. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, pretty good racing really good. with those uh, big beasts, bi- 4 the big by 4s yeah. Yeah. Uh, And then in the XC2, Jay Shadron, 3 for 3 so far, yep. he's uh, putting a putting a call in a clinic so
2: i forgot an xc2 wish you would want to write to xc1 again <laughs> Again,
1: <laughs> yeah exactly and then our buddy brandon owens uh talked to him and uh he uh he's excited about how he ran this weekend he got second or, or second in the uh uh the pro-am and uh wyatt wilkin got third so uh congratulations to those guys uh at the, the uh, atv pro walker took first hunter hart and second man hunter needed yeah, that one he needed it he yep. needed that one and he uh he was happy you could tell he was yeah stoked about it got the whole shot
2: get out of that slump
1: got out that little slump and uh he's ready to go again uh and then bryce and neil took mm-hmm. third and uh, I'll, I'll talk to you about that later yeah. I, I think that's that i like to see that yeah yeah i know he's not p- stoked about it but what i'm you, stoked you about you're
2: hoping it. it feeds the bear is that what you're hoping hmm? you hoping it feeds him
1: i think no i think that you know uh third place is better than than breaking the bike trying yeah. to go for the win yeah yeah and uh, I think We'll that, get in that, yeah, I guess. Absolutely. We'll keep going. <clears throat> and then Devin Feehan finished fourth. Can't say enough about how yeah. he's running this year. Yeah. Led the race for a long time, too. Uh, over in the women's bike class, Taylor Jones took the win. Rachel Archer in second. Corey Steed in third. Those those three have been swapping positions yeah. over uh, there for the past uh, three rounds, yeah. for sure. So that's going to be an interesting uh, battle to watch. Yeah. yeah uh, I, think all, I don't think they've been off the podium at all, those three.
2: Yeah, I think those have
1: been some... Every time, and then how about that battle in XC two between Mike Wachowski and uh, Lennon Snodgrass? Yeah, Linden, they, it
2: was good to see Lennon up there battling. It was that was really cool.
1: He came in just behind, uh, just behind um, Mike mm. at the finish, and and he wasn't happy about how he finished. And that's cool to see because yeah. it's cool to see that fire.
2: Well, he had it. He had he was leading. I think he was leading most of the race. Yeah, you know. So yeah, Mike had to come back. And, and and dig deep and to, to get that race
1: so. and then uh, Ryder Lafferty finished uh, third overall, awesome, so or third in uh, XC two. So that's right. exciting to hear. And then man over in the XC one, uh, Ben Kelly, putting on a clinic. Yeah, yep. Putting on a clinic. Uh, I don't so know we'll who's talk about that them. here in a minute too. <laughs> uh, and then Josh Toth and then Craig DeLong. Uh, Craig DeLong's been doing really good yep. this year. This is his first year. Rookie year. Yep. Rookie year. Um, podium. Mm-hmm. Um, you know he. he he looks mature out yeah. there on the bike. So it's, it's exciting. Uh,
2: it's kind of, it's, it's it's really good for him, but bad for everybody else. Um, everyone that, you know, unfortunately we had, you know, like three guys, four, throw more than three guys, um, about four guys that in the XC1 class that actually, you know, can't race right now because they're hurt. Um, it's really good for him. It's bad for them because I think if he keeps getting his confidence and maybe getting back, keep getting on the podium, it's going to be hard to slow him down um, um, coming up, you know, coming in, in, in races when they come back so yeah absolutely like i said i think it's good for him bad for everybody else
1: let's break down the atvs real quick before we get Stu on here in about 10 minutes so Stu baylor coming on the show in 10 minutes pretty excited about that 10 minutes guys (laughs) (laughs) so um walker two straight wins um just putting on a walker like performance um you know he uh uh this track ended up being really rough uh just Real brutal. Did you see it? Deep, deep yeah,
2: ruts. The deep ruts, uh, yeah.
1: It ended up being a good race again on the ATV mm-hmm. side. Um, <clears throat> Feehan led a lot of that race, and uh, I think he ended up having some troubles towards the end of the race, you know, getting stuck and hung yeah. up and whatnot. Um, but uh, uh, it's exciting to see him up there and seeing him mixing it up with those guys and just being consistent about it. Um, and then Hunter, man, yeah. what can you say about Hunter coming yeah. back from from a couple of rounds of just not him? It wasn't his his type of performances in those first two rounds.
2: No, no. And, you know, um, it's you could definitely tell that it was bothering him a little bit where he he was at. So, I I think uh, um, coming, you know, we're going back to Camp Coker coming up soon. So, I think coming back into that race, he's going to want a little bit of redemption from round one. Yeah.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I I, I agree. And uh, I think – I think Hunter is a guy that operates off of a momentum. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you give him a little bit of momentum and, and he's, going will start clicking yeah. off.
2: Well, like we always say, it's ra- races Racers are nothing but head cases. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, it, it's true. Um, you win, you're, you're up. And if you lose and you're, if you do really bad, you're really down and, yeah, and you're the only one who can get yourself out of it. So. Yeah,
1: absolutely. And, um, uh, you know, Hunter is that, like you said, that person that that you know. Once he gets that momentum rolling, man, he might be hard to stop. Yeah. So it's exciting to see him getting back up there and mixing it up where he belongs. And then, what can you say about about um, <clears throat> Bryson Neal? Yeah, I mean, the beard's gone. The beard's gone. <laughs> he didn't. I mean, he didn't win, and the beard's gone. Right. So yeah. Yeah. Do the two go hand in hand? I don't know. I don't know. I don't Bryson, know. <laughs> where'd the beard go, buddy? i tell you what,
2: everybody, uh, <clears throat> Georgia took everybody's beards. Uh, Mikey Wayne's came, home, <laughs> came <laughs> without
1: home without his, a without his mustache. Yeah. yeah, I mean.
2: <laughs> That's I, awesome. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was like three people I saw that shaved your beard yeah. and stuff after that one.
1: Yeah, Bri- no, but Bryson, I mean, you know, I hope this is like, this is a sign of like, okay, on my bad days, I'm gonna take that right. third place position. On that bad if, days, I'm gonna take that. That's the fourth. a bad
2: day for him. Exactly. That's amazing.
1: Exactly. You know. Exactly. So I, I consider that a win. Mm-hmm. You know, it, we're, we would rather that than. You know, finding it out that he got that he's broken down at the eight mile marker or something right. like that, like which is what happened last year around right. this time. Yeah, and then he's trying to dig himself out of a big hole.
2: Do you do you think it's because he's back with Magna One and has a team
1: behind him? Maybe that's I think it helps. It helps. It has to help. Takes we, the pressure you know, off. It just does the hair. Takes the pressure pressure off him. Takes pressure off his dad. Yeah. Um. You know, to have that support and have that uh, that uh, you know just. I I believe it probably breathes a, a little bit of confidence in him as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. to to, yeah. to be able to walk into that and, and know you have support of a team behind you. Yeah. Um, you know, that team also has bike side as well. So it's mm-hmm. it's it's a lot of support. Uh so it's exciting to see that. Uh especially for the ATV guys all around, it's exciting to see yeah. support for the yeah. ATVs.
2: Yeah, that's that's very, very um um rare. These days. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so uh, going over into Sunday, uh, the first question I'm going to ask you is, does Ben Kelly go 13-0? and 0? No. mm
2: Nope. Everybody shot me down when I said Christian Craig was going to win them out, and everybody's like, no, 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 no. Wait, no. wait, wait,
1: wait, time out. When when you said Christian Craig was going to win them all? Yeah. I think Ben Kelly has a better shot than uh, Christian Craig.
2: No, no, no. Other than the one race,
1: Christian's <laughs> won them all, right? No. He didn't? No. no. Come on, Brandon. Do you even pay attention? It's been a long time since the West Coast. <laughs> it has it feels like a whole season ago.
2: But no, um I mean I mean right now he's unstoppable, but I'm Josh Toth was there on his heels, keeping him honest. He broke at he the end. He won by over a minute. At the end he pulled away when he decided to. Right. And um I don't know because you know there's some people that might have had some issues. I, I think he um I think Josh actually went down at mm-hmm. one point, and I think that's when Ben got by him. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. Um, so, uh, I mean, he's, he's riding good. You can't take nothing away from the guy yeah. right now. Um, even if everybody was still in the field, I don't know. I don't, I don't know if anybody was going to beat him. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, yeah.
1: we'll get, uh, we'll get <laughs> Stu's opinion on that. I, I think barring any problems, right, he wins them all. Yeah. And he's not somebody that puts himself in problems, problematic yeah. situations too often. Uh,
2: yeah. it just, it, that's just, has anybody ever done it? Mm-mm.
1: I was say, I don't no, think, I found that on the Bottleneck Live show yeah. last night, I was gonna say, uh, I don't that think. the closest that somebody's come is, was Caleb in 2017, I believe, and he won 10 races. Yeah. Thank you, Mikey Wayans <laughs> and uh, DQ, fact for that check. information. I'm to fact
2: check that. They, it they, came from those guys. I don't <clears throat> know. I'm joking. <laughs> well...
1: <laughs> yeah, they, they actually called it that they actually called jared bolton oh, so okay. he's the one that so came from the, oh, okay yeah because they oh, didn't okay. know either they asked a trivia question <laughs> and they didn't know the answer so i love it yep. yeah awesome. uh, so but like you said Toth is riding is. riding solid and i was really excited to see him be able to run that pace yeah. after just a week ago yeah. having that heat stroke issue right
2: right and then um i don't know if it was a heat stroke it's just i think it was was it we'll ask I still don't know. know. I don't know. Yeah, still might know. <laughs> um, but, you know, Jordan Ashburn got out front early, and then he went down. Um, going, I think they were going down a hill or something, um, hit a rock, and went down pretty good, too. So
1: I know that he ha- – I don't know. Did he go down, or thought, did he have a wiring issue problem? Uh, maybe. Because I know Josh Strang was helping him in the woods fix a wiring issue uh, problem m- that he m-
2: had. Maybe it was after but, he oh. went down. I don't know.
1: Maybe I don't I'm not sure either but uh he was sitting idle in the woods for, for a while. Uh, over a minute. Yeah. And then for him to battle back up to just finishing just off the podium that was it's, it's impressive. Yeah, very impressive. Yeah. Very impressive. So um yes, yeah, so I'm glad that uh so uh, Toth comes on the show, and and then he has a heat stroke the next week. And then Ashburn comes it's on the good show.
2: Good for the quad guys, bad for the bike guys. I don't know. Ashburn comes on the show,
1: and he has problems with the bike. So they're all like, "Get Ben Kelly on." So we so we're bringing Stu on the show. That way, he's not racing in the next race, so he can't well, have any issues. Well, we're
2: making you know he's going to come on so we can get him back out on the bike. So
1: yeah, there we go. There we go. Exactly. Uh, so and in, in like you, so we jumped over. Uh, cragged along a little yeah. bit uh i mean congratulations yeah. to him um he you had know, to
2: fight for that too a little bit he did he, he yeah.
1: did that was a good battle too
2: yeah, i think first slap he came around like what fifth or
1: sixth
2: i'm pretty sure um so i mean he you know to get up here on the podium uh, i know a couple guys had issues but you know he still had to battle his way up and and do the whole three hours yeah
1: yeah absolutely yeah. doug kirk made a comment that um that Tom is like his wife killing it in fantasy football. <laughs> <laughs> so it's pretty much the same. It's pretty much the same. Oh, uh, so, uh, but other than that, uh, man, what a cold weekend down in Georgia, right?
2: Yeah. I'm not, hey, I don't feel bad for him because we had like, what, eight inches of snow here? Yeah, we did. <laughs> so I, didn't, I don't feel bad.
1: <laughs> I don't know, man. I'd almost rather take snow than, than, than rain and mud uh, in, the, in the 30s and 40s. Uh.
2: Yeah, I hope, I hope my weekend's a lot better. It doesn't end up like that.
1: <laughs> did you see the uh, uh, between the arrows? Um, I haven't have g- the haven't dirt bike ones yet. yet. Um, but uh, Landon Woof was talking, and uh, they were talking to him, and he was like, "Does it look like I'm having fun?" <laughs>
2: did you see? But, uh, I'm wearing
1: a coat to the starting line. <laughs> did you
2: watch Stu's interviews? Oh uh, yeah, with the, microphone? With, with the microphone. Yeah, it's great. And, and stuff. And then Ben Kelly was like, "Does it, you know, does it look like I want to be?" <laughs>
1: go out and ride the track. <laughs> Do I look like I'm having fun? Yeah.
2: Yeah. No, these guys are, uh, I give it to them, man. It's, it's, that's one thing about GNCC racing uh, um, that kind of gets left out. No matter if it rains, no matter if it floods, no matter if it's 105 degrees outside and it's dustier than like a whiteout out there, <clears throat> they race, you know, and uh, that you got to give hats off to them. Yeah, uh, absolutely. There's no tractor or dozer to go
1: out and clean it up or, or, you know what I mean? <clears throat> no. I mean, it, it, it's it's tough. It's a tough sport. Mm-hmm. It's a man's sport. Yeah. So these guys. uh,
2: Yeah. The good news is, all the only good news about it, and it took me a while to figure it out. Like, man, I'm like, how's the track not be nasty? But there's so many bikes out there and quads and everything. So, like, it all mixes it up pretty decent. So about the time. Yeah. In, I feel bad for, like, the minis and, like, the first morning race for the quads because that's where
1: that's where yeah, yeah it's that's rough where it there gets
2: nasty it's there. rough there
1: those poor <laughs> little guys <laughs> and it's colder there too yeah yeah colder in that morning so uh i think it's time we go ahead and get Stu on the yeah, show good so we'll on. call him right now and uh see what he has to say i'm excited to talk to him it's been a while since we talked to him yeah for, when we talked to him the first time he wasn't in dad life yet he was uh right. and now he's all in dad life and yeah. just living a dream yeah absolutely <laughs> <laughs> i
2: about the dream
1: you know i don't know Hello. Hey, Stu. Hey, how's it going? Good. What's how's doing? it going, man? We appreciate you coming on the oh, show. Good. Yeah, I'm glad glad
3: I can make it. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely,
1: man. So uh how how you feeling?
3: Uh feeling good. Just wish I could ride.
1: Yeah. Yeah, no kidding. No kidding. We were just actually talking about uh the the microphone videos that you have on your Instagram right, right now. So it looks like you're at least making the best of a bad situation, uh and, and and having fun a little bit.
3: Yeah, definitely. I I've always been I've always tried to try to stay active in the racing scene even even when I'm injured and this time's no different than that. It's just a little bit tougher being in the parking lot these days than it than it has been in the past. Just you know, the the injuries in the past I was never the, the guy to beat. And when you're the guy to beat and you're watching everybody else kind of up front it's it's pretty pretty upsetting and you never really know i mean last year may have been my best shot at the championship and um and it could have been it could have been the last chance that i had so um you know mentally that stuff's definitely frustrating it sucks but it's racing
2: yeah yeah uh, we just figured you're trying to uh figure out it's something after for, after retirement you know being the, With being the a broadcaster i, I tell and...
3: you what man the, the, <laughs> the broadcasting
1: crew is top of the notch yeah. as it is with the racer tv but when when Stu's in there like <laughs> we hate seeing you in there right. yeah. but your take on everything like it's really enjoyable to watch
3: <laughs> yeah i try to give a good spin to it um i was actually part of the the first ever episodes for gncc live uh back when i was injured in 2013 um so i've been in that tv booth quite quite a few times and I think that I try to, I try to put myself in their shoes. And, you know, even this weekend, I I think right before Ben made the pass, I said, okay, it's go time. Like, obviously he's going to get the pit board. Bollinger and Craig were starting to make some moves and, and cut down the time. And, and as a racer, you kind of know these things and you understand, like they're going to throw out a pit board. They're going to let the guys know, Hey, you're getting caught. And that's when, that's when, things start moving on the track especially especially in that racer mindset so i like to be able to share a little bit of what knowledge I've, I've acquired over the years and and it's good to to have somebody that that you know rodney and mike and other guys in the trailer it's it's tough to uh it's tough to not just talk about racing and, and mindset so they keep me from getting too stuck on one subject <laughs> <laughs> yeah
1: Right, right. I mean, and and you're always on, on there. You're talking about having the headset on and listening to the race uh, from the spotters' points of view. How actually, how often are you able to get updates? Like if you're following, because I think you were following the XC2 race a lot this weekend, and you were talking about how you know uh, the battle between uh, Snodgrass and uh, Wodkowski, and how often you know with that headset, are you able to? to get a, an idea of where those guys are at and what the battle is looking like.
3: It really depends on the track and, and the layout. So this weekend was really good. Basically, if you look at the overhead, there was multiple spots where you could, as a, as a spotter or a mechanic, um, they could make it from, let's say the one to the three and then the, the nine to the 11. And, and they were every, every couple minutes, there was somebody down the trail. So I would, in between talking, um, throw the the one side of the headset on and just listen, just just to hear just to hear what's actually going on in the woods. Because although the camera crew's great, there's a lot of places that aren't picked up out there. And I heard on the last lap that there's I could hear it in my ear, like contact made, contact made, and it was it was uh, Randy Hawkins saying that Lennon had actually run it in on Mike and went for the pass and ended up going down, um, kind of clipped his rear tire. that's the stuff where the camera doesn't pick it up so that's i I was just involved because the race was fun and exciting but um this weekend to answer your question it was every two minutes oh that's awesome uh, like clockwork i mean it was constant chatter on the radio just what really depends on on what track it is and the layout obviously races like snowshoe you may go nine miles so 20 minutes without hearing a word yeah and nobody knows anything so Um, it's just different venues kind of give you a little bit different spin on, on what you can actually hear. Florida is one of the places as well. Like the back half of the track, you kind of go radio silent for a good 10, 12 minutes. So, um, I enjoy the races like this. If you look at the track map, the entire track almost circled the parking lot, but it was narrow. So you could go from the one to the three and the five to the seven and, you know, uh, basically cutting across nonstop. So, um, that that those tracks and those layouts are good for the spectators but also for the crews and the camera crews so lots of updates and and every team has you know six eight ten twenty guys dedicated to be out in those woods um making sure that all of us can get through the mud holes and tricky sections easily so um it's cool the way that they spread them out and from the backside, I never really – this was actually one of the first weekends that I got to sit on the radio and the headset, which I didn't do anything with it. I just kind of listened. But yeah. uh, I never really got to hear the, the radio chatter. It's always been – it's always either you're, race, you're out there racing or I'm either in the TV booth. So I kind of did both this weekend just to – just to listen in like and and hear the different take on it
2: yeah i think it'd be pretty cool if you could figure it out like nascar you know how you can put your headset in nascar and, like hear that <laughs> like hear the radio chatter come across like for the fans for the like, spectators so I, I think that'd be pretty neat yeah, that'd
1: be pretty cool yeah
3: yeah it would be great until they found out that somebody was cheating <laughs> like, well, some there's of, no, no one does that stuff that goes on on the backside of the radio <laughs> there would be so there would be a little more chaos i think i think it would never happen but I wouldn't mind it. (laughs) Right.
1: (laughs) Uh, And unfortunately, you know, for you, I know that like when we were watching this race unfold, (laughs) this looked like a track that you would have really loved. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, It looked like it developed pretty technical. And and especially with after the the ATV race on Saturday, uh, all those deep ruts. um, uh, Is that kind of what you were thinking going, you know, watching this all unfold?
3: Yeah, I mean, while watching it this weekend, it was like, watching my dream track basically like, how, <sighs> yeah how, however good it can get for me like that was that was about the best the conditions could be for me it was very very gnarly constantly changing lots of ruts um hooked ruts and gnarly soft spots the stuff that i seemed to ride really well so um you know obviously last year there at georgia i kind of went from last to first and put a gap on the guys and was able to maintain and and that's always been one of my stronger tracks and feel like it's it suits my style perfectly so it was it was pretty rough watching that one
2: <laughs> yeah so you've been pretty busy here lately uh, i know you got some what 514 gear coming out you've been making uh water bottles for people and selling all that stuff so uh what else you been doing anything else
3: well pretty much just sitting on the couch i haven't <laughs> been able to do uh, honestly anything uh, for quite a while now uh it's, it's been miserable without being able to turn my head. I can't drive unless somebody's with me. Um, I can't check intersections. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but it's, it's, we're getting towards the back side of it. I'm to the point now where the pain's not there. So I'm just honestly kind of pissed off half the time because I can't go and do anything, but I went fishing this week, so I finally got out of the house. Aside from that, the only thing I can drive is my RV because the mirrors set up in front of me, and I've got cameras on on the dash, so I can check all all my surroundings <laughs> in the RV. But I can't drive my pickup truck, and kind of rely on my wife, waiting on her to get home before I can do any anything around the house or go get stuff. Like today, it was uh, I've been I've been really in the cooking mood, so I've been cooking a lot. Just, just I've always enjoyed doing that, and and. Uh, and i've been i'll come back probably 300 pounds cause I'm a, <laughs> <I'm> a, um, <laughs> but i've been i've been doing a lot of cooking and small house projects like we're we're doing a couple of things around the house this week and basically relying on her to get me to lowes is like the, the day's drag on oh, so i'm sure pretty terrible it's been the most boring inter- injury i've ever had i'm not self-sufficient with it so it's it's terrible for somebody who goes all the time to just suddenly stop and you know even going to the track and like getting to watch other people ride like out at the shoals it's been you know basically i've spent every day there for so long and other injuries i sit on the dozer and i can still run the the equipment with a cast on but um this i can't sit in the equipment i can't do anything i'm just useless out there so it's like it's tough to even go out there. So I've just been like sticking to the house, sticking to myself and, and trying to go to all the races I can. But, um, this weekend I'm doing a riding school mm-hmm. at the full gas. And it's something that I can, I, I don't, I don't need to demonstrate. Um, where I can, I can discuss most of that and tell the guys kind of what, what I expect. And, um, I'm hoping it'll, it'll go well, but it's a little way for some extra income. Um, obviously with, with most racing, bonus structure is everything i mean you don't you don't get you you don't make much money on salaries especially especially in the off-road um so trying to do a couple couple riding schools during this downtime and and make the best of it
1: well and and that's what's awesome about like what you're doing is is all the social media that you Pour yourself into and and really kind of and it takes dedication to do all of that. Uh, like we know with with this stuff that that uh, it it really takes intent to be able to to put.
2: It's a full time. job. It's a full
1: time job <laughs> to, to, to do the yeah. social media stuff and then and then to be able to do the writing schools and everything and um and it's cool because we get to follow along with your story and uh, like <clears throat> we've made us we've <laughs> we've made a GNCC fantasy and um just we, when I've seen you be hard and uh, uh, give uh, some crap to uh, to uh, Bubz, Tasha, Tasha, uh, I've picked him on my fancy team because I feel like he'll do better the next weekend
3: <laughs> yeah yeah this weekend was a little rough for him he, he burn his burn his breaks out and and uh, but he didn't quit he would have quit if I wasn't in the back of his mind he definitely would have quit 100 percent so um, at least at least he was thinking about our little chat but right yeah yeah um, I mean, I, I, try to, I try to be very active on the social media. Uh, obviously, obviously that's how people keep up with us. And, um, you know, social media is, is, is not one of my strong points. Um, but I've, I've noticed, especially through injury, that anytime that you stop using your social media, you stop getting likes, followers, people don't really care what you're doing and they're not checking in on you constantly. Right. And half of our job as, as racers in this day and age is is social media. I mean, there's guys, I would say I would probably put money that Axel Hodges is the highest paid uh, motorcycle rider in the U.S. or close to it, and it's all social media. Mm -hmm. Um, Obviously, he's got a lot of other things that he does to promote himself and his own brand, but um, it just goes to show that, that you can make a racer's salary by just staying active and doing things that people enjoy and being able to interact. And, um, you know, obviously I was, I was blessed with, with the talent to do this. And, um, I don't mind, I I don't mind sharing it, showing it, um, having people kind of tag along through the days. I feel like a lot of people admire it and would love to be able to do it. Um, you know, I mean, that was something that I, that I grew up obviously wanting to do. And now that I'm, I'm able to do it, I, I would, I would love to go back and, and get to watch Wattsie and those guys every day. And, yeah. and I got to it, at the later part of my youth um, days. I got to spend a lot of time at the, at the farm there, Randy Haw- Hawkins' place, where Jason Raines, um, Steve Hatch, the, Rodney Smith kind of bounced in occasionally, um, Fred Andrews, the Cowie team uh, Wotzy was there, Thad Duvall, Charlie Mullins, like you see all these guys and you got to Barry Hawk was ra- even racing back then. And, and I got to ride with those guys and got to see what they did. So, you know, my, my social media and, and kind of posting through our days and what we do and, and showing that I'm a real person, not just a dirt bike racer. Uh, I got to see that. And a lot of people never get to, I mean, no offense to Caleb Russell, but he never really showed his, his true colors. And I'm a, I'm a friend of Caleb's and I, I know how Caleb is and what you saw on social media and in front of people was not at all the Caleb that I knew. I mean the Caleb that I knew was was, was fun to be around and and enjoyed having a beer with the boys and going out and bowling and bow fishing and the same things that I I enjoy and I actually post about, but feel like so much of our lives has been censored and for a long time it was if you want a factory ride you had to be censored mm-hmm. yeah. um and now through social media you can actually show your true colors and and i think that i'm i i, I feel like and maybe i'm wrong but i feel like i'm kind of on the forefront of that to basically show the the industry that people want real people like oh, yeah. i i am just as good at advertising and seventh place with a personality as the first place guy with none yeah,
1: yeah. and, and- you're right about that because, I mean, you are on the, the, the one of the pioneers when it comes to putting yourself out there. I mean, we, we watch the or listen to the uh, Weekend Review with Stu um, with, the, uh, with OTP, and it's awesome uh, all the time, and uh, we enjoy having you on here as well. And stuff like this, um, I feel like it just only benefits the sport as a whole. Mm-hmm. And whenever you do it and you're, you're kind of on the forefront about it, it almost makes people, other people, feel obligated to, yeah. to okay, I got to, I got to do it as well. And I, I feel like we've had more success probably getting people on because they know that you do this type of stuff all the time. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, yeah, and, and I think uh, I think it's going to start slowly picking up and making it easier for other other guys to want to jump on. But um, a, a lot of it, <laughs> to be honest, it's racers are very secretive. secretive on <laughs> how much they make, um how often they train, where they ride, and and they all think that they have the secret sauce to success. <laughs> and that's bullshit. Nobody has it. Um there is <clears throat> it, it's it's open knowledge if if you've got if you've got talent, heart, motivation and a good training program and the right people, you're going to be successful in racing. If you're missing one of those elements, then you're probably not going to be successful. And and it sucks because there's a lot of guys that have everything but the talent, and there's a lot of guys that have everything but the heart, there's a lot of guys that have everything but the 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 motivation to go and train. And it's it, it's at the end of the day, it's not a secret. Hmm. Um, what we make is really jack shit. So <laughs> I don't know why we're secretive about that. The industry, the industry puts the fear of God on you when they're like, "Yeah, yeah, don't, don't discuss this contract with anybody." And it's like, "Okay, I'm the number one guy in the U.S. You don't want me to discuss that I make less than six figures." <laughs> <laughs> okay, whatever. Like, no, cool. Uh, that's cool. Right. But no, I mean, that's that's the way that that's the way that things are, um, and I think that I think that you know, even doing these these podcasts as a whole and i don't know if you guys listened to the one yesterday but the end i i said you know if you're a pro rider call up do a podcast like doing this stuff it's helped me with my career it helps you as a public speaker it helps you show yourself which sells your brand and it helps you separate yourself from the rest of the people so to me all of this stuff you know I, i don't get paid to do any of these podcasts but to me it's a way that hopefully maybe not in my generation of racer but maybe in the future we start seeing larger salaries larger numbers that these guys are fighting for rather than all fighting for the same million bucks spread between 25 guys i mean it's 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 really pissed poor when you think about yeah. it when, when supercross has 80 guys and they're making 10 million and and you've got 8000 Different or 9,600 different racers, something crazy like that, yeah. throughout the year come and attend GNCCs. Yeah. Um, you know, high. I know the highest attendances are like 25, 26, 2700. Um, but throughout the year, just at just at GNCC, we see just just shy of 10,000 separate people come and race at GNCC. So when you start thinking numbers like that, I understand we don't have the television, which doesn't make us as marketable but we have the personal touch because these guys actually get to come and race on our same racetrack. So to me, the, the gap in pay is, is, is kind of absurd, but I think a lot of it comes to back to the racers and what we do in our spare time. Um, if if we're, if we're test poor on social media and we don't market and advertise ourselves, then too bad, too bad for us. I mean, we're screwing ourselves. So, um, a lot of these guys don't do these podcasts and, you know, I'm sure you've seen it a lot. You probably <laughs> message certain writers yeah. don't respond yeah. and, and, and that's just how it's always been because everybody, again, thinks they have the secret sauce. But to me, like I said, i I may not ever see it fully change. Um, I've been one of the fortunate ones. Like I would say that I would say that through the last five to seven years, um, I've, I, even, even when I wasn't winning, I've probably done better financially than most of the guys that were aside from Caleb. I know he did really well with some of his long-term stuff, but, um, even when I wasn't a, a faster rider than other guys, I was more marketable because I was approachable and I did certain stuff like this. So I see it on the tail end. And I think sooner or later it'll start to pick up, but, um, you know, podcasts and what you guys do, I appreciate a lot of the guys may not, and may not understand it, but, um, all, all media all press everybody involved you know i i appreciate the guys that are out there grinding and taking photos filming whatever every time that one picture gets out i mean that's that's if it covers two eyes or two thousand or anywhere in between that's more eyes that we have on us which makes us more marketable to the outside industry which is ideally where we need to go because that's what supercross has that's the mm-hmm. reasons they can make the numbers they do so you know i'm I'm all for the po- podcast and jumping on. And if it takes 20 minutes out of my day, I, I, I may not, I may not get paid to do it, but I feel like I can, I, I can justify it because I think I'll see the increase on the tail end. Right. So, yeah. um, I think that's, that's a big part. I mean, Pulp and Max has been really, really good. And, and actually some of the promoto and Supercross guys to get on there, you can hear them every once in a while. They'll show their appreciation to what these guys do. Um, yes. They're controversial. Yes. There's a lot of, a lot of BS that those guys preach, but at the same time, I think that it's it's very good because it's a different opinion, and it's another place for us to be to, to basically be marketed.
1: Yeah, right. and, and at, yeah. The, at the end of the day, it's entertainment as well, yeah. and how often, like you talk about Paul Pamek's, does Steve Mathis actually believe what he's saying versus, okay, do I just want to disagree with uh, <laughs> Jason Thomas, Thomas, so just to make it entertaining, yeah. yeah,
3: I mean... Yeah, I, I mean, I I, I think you're 100 percent spot on there. I I, you know, sometimes I don't think he believes his own bullshit. No, <laughs> right. nothing, nothing against him, because sometimes I don't believe mine. But um, <laughs> you're right. no, it's it, it's it's part of it. Like you you've got to have that backside, and and if you if if you don't, like you you're you're basically gonna go nowhere. And I think that's why they've done so well, is because they always play the devil's advocates. Mm-hmm. Who, whoever's gonna be in that booth with Steve Mats is gonna be the devil's advocate and they're going to show a difference in opinion, which is, which is good. I mean, yeah, yeah. We may not all agree at the end of the day. I mean, personally, I think, you know, Steve Mathis is an obvious, obvious liberal. Uh, <laughs> and I'm, not a, I'm not a fan of his political views at all, but I do think that he has some good points in racing and I don't choose to listen to his show a lot because of that. But I, I I still listen to it and I and I still enjoy hearing a difference in opinion, um, e- even though even though some things I, I definitely agree with and there's some things that I definitely don't. and I think everybody does, but that's why you choose to listen to Pulp and Mx and that's why they've done so well, why they've been so successful, is they always have a difference of opinion or different view. Um, mm-hmm. You know even sometimes they even reveal a different an actual literal different view on crashes or controversy that happens in supercross they come up with a cell phone shot taking you know (laughs) what yeah from from little jimmy in the bottom (laughs) exactly that shows a different angle like the the whole uh uh
2: craig freezy or
3: the the freezy crash Yeah. yeah that one so the freezy crash like dude I'm sorry, but Christian Craig, Is as a racer, Christian all- Craig fucked up. Yeah. No doubt about it. There's no doubt in my mind, he's the one that screwed up. He should have felt the heat. Like they were both diving for the same line. He got on the outside of Freeze and Freeze had too much speed. All he had to do was check up. That was his fault, his screw up, but everybody everybody slayed Freezy. And and I'm not like I'm not saying I'm I'm blowing Freezy in this point at all, but <laughs> Uh, the first time that you actually saw the different view definitely wasn't from racer X or anybody associated with racing. It was from Pulp and Met. Yeah. And so, you know, that I love that controversial side. Like I am I'm, I'm all for it. Like it's it, because it, it, at the end of the day, there's no such thing as bad press. Anything. No. Right. I mean, look at, look at, I, I go back to the reason I started being myself and doing silly things and standing out is, is because of guys like, rick flair like was it stupid did he have a lot of haters absolutely <laughs> the guy was more successful in racing and to this day if you want to go eat dinner with rick flair down in houston texas he's gonna make he's gonna make a hundred thousand dollars this weekend
4: right <laughs> and,
3: and, and he is like a, a an absolute nobody he he got known for doing some stupid things and, and a couple talk shows and he never turned down an interview and you look back and that guy that guy until movies were big and John Cena and these guys came on, on the show, that guy made millions where everybody else was making thousands. He was, he was pissing in their cereal left and right. And (laughs) and at the end of the day, he was the man to beat. Um, John Daly, John Daly was making more money than any other golfer. And he didn't have to win to do it. No. (laughs) And he, again, he never turned down an interview. If he did, he would at least talk to the cameras. He was telling him to kiss his ass. But, <laughs> you know, those are the things that, <clears throat> that I saw And when I was, when I used to be the puppet and I was, I mean, it was, I was part of the, I was part of the KTM blow show for a long time. And, and I was, yes, sir. No, sir. Yes, ma'am. No, ma'am. Very quiet. And then I got fired um, because I got injured and I, and I continued racing and, and got them a championship and basically wasn't competitive the following year to surgery. So, i got fired kind of had to scratch back and i'm sitting there going man i did everything like i to to my knowledge i did everything right like i i didn't back talk i i did as i was told and i got dropped on my head yeah at that point that was when i first started gncc doing the gncc live i realized that i've got to put myself out there and that's kind of what i've done and, and i've carried it through to now to present day is, is doing extra, extra things. If it's an interview, if it's on camera, off camera, even if it's talking to somebody who really doesn't matter in the grand scheme of things to racing, just, just saying, hi, you never know who that guy might be that, you know, the Todd Ely's of the world. I mean, that guy contacted me to have a beer with him. He drove up on the golf course, sent, sent his kid to pick me up on a golf (laughs) course. And before you know it, I'm, I've got a got a ride from the guy. So, um, you know, just just putting yourself out there is is big, and it's something that a lot of racers are not comfortable doing. So, yeah. I, again, I'm I'm all for the pretty much anything.
2: Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, since we're talking about money, I don't know if you could say this or not. I don't know if it's secret, but what 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 do you guys get paid if you win a GNCC race?
3: Um. It, it depends on your contract like most guys are anywhere from seven to ten thousand dollars to win a race
2: so, so is that from come from like yamaha or is that come from like gncc itself like what's the purse i don't even
3: gncc's gncc's purse is like 1200 to win and it goes down from there wow. which hasn't changed in about the last 20 years that's Ooh, been that's kind of low <laughs> <to play. laughs> yeah. yeah yeah i mean i mean yeah I, <laughs> yeah re- relatively yeah i mean i not not talking shit on black no. like, man. They make a yeah. lot of money. They could throw a little more, right. but at the same time, they do spend a lot. Like that live show gives us a platform that we can that we can make more money from mm-hmm. our sponsors through. Um, but yeah, basically between everything, when when everything's in, most guys are anywhere from seven to some of the bigger contracts. Like when when I was working on ten and twelve different deals and and doing like the the tealy side of things um i was able to have i was able to get you know a couple hundred dollars here a couple hundred dollars there and 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 you could get twelve, thirteen thousand dollars to win a race um and obviously obviously like back then I, I think i won like two or three or four or something like four yeah. of them so wasn't wasn't there were few and far between back then but that was one of the, the larger bonuses that I've seen. And I try to talk to all the guys. And I know most of the KTM contract, KTM Husqvarna stuff is, is anywhere from 7 to 10. And um, and they're only paid top two. So everything's a little bit different. And then salary, like I would say going rate for most guys, like I, an average salary to race in the XC1 would be 50 grand, um, anywhere from 30 to 30 to 90 some of the higher guys are a tick over a hundred mm-hmm. um and and there's you know if you're if you're if you're really good and you're winning six eight years in a row it's more like three and four hundred but um you got to do a lot to get there where yeah. literally a, a decent pro supercross 250 ride pays way way, 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 way pays yeah. a million. i was gonna
2: say like yeah Compared to Supercross, yeah. the main event guy on four fifties a hundred thousand to win a Supercross. <laughs>
4: like, yeah,
3: yeah, and and you know, I, and and I've heard the backside. You know, I'm sure that there's some listeners that are thinking, oh, this guy's complaining because he's making you know a couple hundred thousand a year. Yeah, well, at the end of the day, I'm putting my body through hell. Probably mm-hmm. won't be able to walk past fifty, so I need to figure out how I'm going to retire between now and fifty because <laughs> of the shit I've done to my body, and. About 100 of it, if, if you know, if you follow every national series, about 100 of it goes right back into racing.
2: Right. So, right. Especially the way uh, gas prices you know, are going. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah and with, was, Stu's now with, have to take boy, his... With
3: my boy Joe and his new gas prices talk at this rate, <laughs> I was talking to Ricky Russell this week. I think his camper sleeps nine, mine sleeps six, and we're going to just pile them. We're going right. to put my RV to in his bumper pool and we're going to just start charging rent to anybody that wants to stay with us so that we can afford to go racing because... I got fuel at this rate, we're going to be paying eight dollars by the end of summer. Right. <laughs>
1: yeah, you're exactly right, and 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 I'm sure the only reason why you haven't taken the RV to lows instead of waiting for your wife to come home is because of fuel prices.
3: <laughs> you're damn right. She's got, a gas, she's got a gas car. I got I got I got a diesel. It's not happening. I'm not moving that thing. It doesn't run. An, it doesn't run an hour extra if it if it doesn't have to.
2: Right, right. It's it's like we're going. I'm going the full gas sprint uh, this weekend and. From West Virginia down there, I mean, me and my nephew were splitting the cost for gas for his truck and camper. I mean, we're at like six, dollars $700 just for gas. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? That's, that's <laughs> insane.
3: Yeah. <Right>. Yeah. <laughs> yeah insane. It's, it's absurd. I mean, even we're only an hour and 20 minutes from there, but I was doing the math and I was like, you know, we could, we can drive back and forth each day for the riding schools. Basically, I drive down three days. Mm-hmm. And, and a gas car and and her and her SUV, or we can take the RV down there one time. And I'm like, uh, we're taking the RV. <laughs> at, at, at this rate, we'll be spending a couple hundred dollars even just driving, even just driving three hours a day. You know, an hour and a half down, an hour and a half back, three trips. Like, fuck, dude, the the price is outrageous. Right. So, yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, it, it's it's definitely it's definitely tough. But I, I mean, when you really look at it, like. In the grand scheme of things, if it cost if it cost somebody twenty thousand dollars to go racing last year, it's really going to cost them twenty five this year. Mm-hmm. It, yeah. it sounds it sounds bad. I don't think the racing's really going to hurt right now. I think we are going to see I would guarantee we are going to see a I I would guarantee we're going to see a twenty percent dip um, in, in attendance mm-hmm. within the next twelve months. But um, that's that's kind of. I feel like it's going to weed out the guys that weren't really traveling for it anyway. And the guys that are, that are dedicated to it, like I've seen it before, obviously back when I was a kid, but the highest attendance to date, um, at the time, not, not now, but the highest attendance to date was, was Unadilla GNCC during the recession. And we had like 1900 riders. I remember it was such a, just crazy. We almost hit 2000 people. And now we've hit almost 3000, but, um, Back then, I want to say oh eight oh nine. We it was it was almost five dollar gas prices back with when we when the idiots voted for the last Democrat to come. <laughs> oh wait, sorry, we're blaming that on Russia. Yeah, right. that's right. That's, that's right. Russia's fault. <laughs> even though they only control thirteen percent of our fuel, I've seen way more than a thirteen percent increase. But, hey, <laughs> oh wait, uh, what, I, we're not even going to talk about the Keystone thing that got shut down. Just right. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. So. Um, yeah, you know where I stand. Oh, yeah.
1: Yeah. Hey, we're we're we're, we're standing right on the same. Yeah, <laughs> on the same wall heard with that, you. Heard
3: that? Yeah, we just lost. We just lost a bunch of viewers. No, uh, bunch. <laughs> no, not really. Not really. I've yet to find four of them. Right. I, I bet you can't. T- I bet you can't find two in a parking lot unless you're at the unemployment line. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah um, you're
1: exactly right. <laughs> it's
3: it's fine. But somehow there's 81 million of them. Yeah. Um, so at no, two
1: a.m. I mean, at two a.m. <laughs> yeah. yeah two
3: a- <laughs> oh man we've done got on the conspiracy <laughs> <laughs> oh, my. um but no it, it's I, I think we're gonna see a definite dip um in the in the racers but i think it, i i again i i've seen it you know gncc was able to pull their largest mm. crowd to date at the time at unadilla and new york had the highest fuel prices of anybody at the time i think it was just shy of five dollars which was which was insane at the time um and it hurt attendance. I can remember we didn't take our RV up there. We took a pickup truck and, like, a family of six and still split it – or a family of five and still split it with a sixth person to go up there. And we still found we still found a way to go to the races. So, you know, the diehard people, the people that are going to go either way are going to go regardless. The GNCC has – I forget what it is. It, it's something around the lines uh, – along the lines of 40% follow the series. Um, the rest are, are kind of hit or miss. Yeah. Um, and and those are going to be your locals that they're going to come either way just because at the end of the day, they want to go see a national. Yeah. You're going to, what you're going to lose is, is, is the 20% of guys that, that were thinking about it on the, are on the fence. And I, I don't think we're going to really hurt in the racing side of things. Obviously I think, I mean, I, I, I think we're the bubbles pop, but I hope it doesn't go too bad on the racing side, because we've done so well here in the last few years. To get COVID was was a blessing and disguise to the racing world. It's gotten so many people involved buying motorcycles that would have never bought a motorcycle because they were bored. And um, at the end of the day, I, again, I know there's going to be a dip, but I think we gained so many new faces that we're not gonna we're not gonna feel it too hard in the racing world. Um, I, I just hope that. I hope it doesn't get much worse and, and change from there. But, um, from, from my standpoint, like I think that, that, that racing's not going anywhere. It's not going anywhere anytime soon. And I've heard a lot of people kind of speculating on, Oh yeah, we're, you know, we can't afford it. We're not going to go, but, People are still going to show up. You're going to find a way. I'm yeah. going to find a way. <laughs> you know, we we're we're hooked. It's in our blood. We're, yeah. We're we're those we're those stupid people that just just can't get racing out of our blood. Right.
1: <laughs> well, and that kind of leads me into my next topic: the 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 state of GNCC, <laughs> Where, you know, I've heard you've heard you talk a lot about how the amount of racers on the track and the amount of like racers that are intended attending the event. And it's kind of changed the face um, of the, and the way that you guys end up having to race um, on a week to week basis where you're passing, you're lapping guys, you know, hundreds of guys. Um, it seems like uh, each and every race. And how has that really, I guess, changed the sport itself overall?
3: It, It's hard to say. I mean, i I, it's uh, there's a lot of controversy there because i have heard backsides of it um if i talk shit on lappers they say oh well lapper you know we're we're the one that uh, we're the reason you have your ride we're Mm -hmm. the reason you can pay your bills absolutely which is why you don't see me ever not talking to a kid or a person that approaches me um but it is very difficult because we are paying our bills mm-hmm. out there. So um, it, it's it's a very touchy subject, but it, and it's tough to it, it's tough to navigate because you never know who you're going to piss off along the way. Um, but there's a few different things. Um, number one, AMA has really cracked down in the in the recent years on pushing people out of classes because of a, a number, a percentage, or some shit like that. So they're pushing people into the three-hour race because they need to be in the B class now. They never wanted to be in our race. They love coming to the GNCCs because they wanted to drive the C class and wanted to watch us. Right. And right. They're not going to ride the sportsman's class because they want a shot at getting top 10 one day.
2: Or uh, they don't want to run three hours. <laughs> it, yeah,
3: or they don't, or they hate three hours. Absolutely. So, so now we've got a lot of B riders that that truly do not belong in our race, and we're passing them them at such a high rate of speed that it's dangerous to both us and the lappers. You know, Strang's crash, my crash. A lot, a lot of crash have been uh, been provoked this this season by basically a pro rider coming up so fast and somebody changing lines last second, riding a line that we mm-hmm. haven't walked, haven't seen. Hit a tree, what, whatever it may be, and, and ending, ending up injured. Um, and it happens. It happens regularly. This year was just uh, uh, way more regular than normal. Um, total freak thing. But it is. It is. Gr- it, it's a blessing and a curse. Um, to see the attendance grow is great. Um, the the curse is the backside. Obviously, the injuries that are happening now that we see today. Um, and I think a lot of it, I would say 50% of today's injuries, just talking to the guys that I know have been started by other riders um, or finding themselves in different lines. So that's where the curse comes in. Um, it, it's, it's, it's changed racing as a whole. Um, we have to, we have to plan our, our moves based on lappers. And when I walk a track, I walk, I, I walk or pedal the track looking at two lines now. And I try to, um, and sometimes you almost have to look at three. You got to look at, you got to, when you're in deep and gnarly conditions, you look at, this is the fast line, but it may go to shit. So this is my backup line. And then my backup line, in case there's a lapper in there, we got to come up with line three. So, um, when you're when you're inspecting courses now that's also that's also changed uh drastically so it's it's tough uh, again it's just a blessing and a curse i mean obviously we want to see gncc grow it, it can only help us as pro riders but it does it does affect our safety and it makes us second guess some things that we're doing and it, and it and it changes the way that you're going to approach different sections and it also makes me think you know how can this be better um, which which is a, a tough one, but um, we can gander at that all night, and I don't <laughs> I don't think there's a the perfect answer. But, <laughs> yeah. Um, you know my my personal opinion is is a three day weekend, but that's you know that's that's just me. and and the only reason I say that is is GNCC has outgrown themselves. Yeah. But you don't want to split. I've heard splitting bison quads. I don't wanna do that. Like I think we all stick to the same weekend, just figure out a way to work in Friday. and then you're gonna hear the complaints about, oh well, then we got to miss another day. Motherfucker, the were are you in that parking lot anyway? <laughs> if you're going to a GNCC and you're not there Friday, then then I'm calling BS. Like <laughs> yeah. sorry, we're we're all pulling up Friday anyway. They're, they're, you might lose five percent of your your amateur youth racers, like something like that. I mean, it, it's still a national event. There's thirteen thirteen a year. You can miss thirteen days, or some of them are summer breaks, so you can miss more than thirteen days some somewhere through the through the year. I, I think there's like ten. 10 first half 10 second half on school so school and work people will figure it out yes yeah, so that's, no, why, that's why i think a three-day weekend i think start start racing on two o'clock in the afternoon on friday get a couple of the the micro and the amateur and the e-bike races out and then saturday uh amateur quads pro quads pro bikes back to back with pros and you'll keep a good crowd there yeah um that's, that's my opinions, but no, I, I mean, I think that something's going to have to change soon because of the amount of people on the track, I just don't know the best way to, to approach it. Um, I'm sure there's smarter people than I out there that, that are trying to figure out the same thing. Um, you know, GNCC is always evolving, always kind of on top of things. So yeah, I think we will start seeing some changes because I think they're, they know that they need to address it at this point And, um, You know, it's just it's just moving forward. What's the best place to go?
1: Yeah, I really like that pro. As a fan of the sport, that really, uh, I mean, that's something an idea that I have never thought of before. I heard you mention it on OTP a couple weeks ago. uh, the The idea of of racing ATV pros and dirt bike pros on the same day, and I mean, you already have the fans in the gate on Saturday, and then plus everybody there that's already there for quads. The bikes are already there, so. To be able to carry all of those fans over into one day, it, it makes too much sense. Uh, I mean, I'm sure, like you said, there's a lot more smarter people than us <laughs> that, that have to figure these things out. But um, I, I think that if you can get, you know, all of your fans in and all of your racers in to watch, you know, the best of the best on one day, it, it, that would be huge. Right.
3: Yeah. I mean, I think it could only it could only help um, as far as are sponsors and stuff like that wanting to be there i mean because a lot of the quad and bike sponsors carry over from day to day so um that's the only reason that i said it i mean i i've thought i've put some thought into it i I really have and and, uh and that's the best case scenario for for me and maybe not for a lot of people especially the quad guys they love to complain about anything. you know that that's neither here nor there hey they're
1: story. easier to get on podcast though i will say that <laughs> yeah. as a whole they are easier to get on podcast well that's
3: because they're they're fighting like the the bike guys are fighting for a million dollars split between 25 guys the quad guys are splitting for are, are splitting 10 grand between 25 <laughs> guys so um, they're, in fact, in, they're pepping themselves out for free at this point because they need, they, they need to figure out a way to make two bucks. To, to come to the next <laughs> so, um, no, I, I, I love the quad, a lot of quad friends. I, I that's why I, I hope I'm allowed to talk shit. Oh, oh absolutely. Yeah. We yeah. encourage it. Trust me. We'll, we, we talk it right <laughs> back. No, I mean, at, at the end of the day, the quad guys, th- they're going to complain about if any schedule has changed. But I, I think that I personally think that, um, it would be the best way to get spectators in their back-to-back pro races. They'd never have to leave the big buck hill or whatever it may be. Um,
1: Could you it, imagine? You see, that- I,
3: I understand their little side. Like We need to ch- make some changes with the with the do- mini dozers, yada, yada, yada. Well, that's fine as well. Then the second the quad, the white flag or the checker flag flies, start with a go halfway through the track and one at the finish line and go for one hour. And if you can't make it all the way around the track, then that's fine. We start racing, it'll it'll tighten our races back up on the pro side on the bikes because if you look at it, back in the day, half of the reason the racing was so good is the first half of the track, you're learning the track still. Yeah, so after yeah. the quads go and butcher it, we're not going to know the lines that develop, the lines that change, so we're going to be learning the track as we go. I think it's going to change that racing to where it's going to go back to the third hours where you really push. It's going to make smarter racers better. I think guys like my brother, who who's more of an old-school guy, doesn't really like to train and do the extra work, he'll be a smart racer um, and, and make guys like that, you know, National Enduro-style guys, Toth as well, um, who's a National Enduro-style, like just that, that, that mentality of, of mm-hmm. reading tracks and learning tracks and then, and, and then being able to still have that sprint speed. Like guys like that I think will do much better um, and the guys who are just strictly fitness, they're probably going to do a little worse, but I think overall it's going to tighten that gap. The, a lot of the gaps, like throughout the top 10, you won't see three guys breaking away and then six minutes back finding the next three, it's going to be 10 guys all together for two hours and the last hour being a race again. Yeah, and, yeah. and, you know, as, as you can see, like I've, I've put my thought into it. Yeah, <laughs> it may not be, it may not be the best answer, but that's, that's to me i feel like it's the most appealing way mm-hmm. to do it and make it a pro and a a race only so less less lappers equals less dangerous yeah um, and then split up amateur racing into two separate races your and, and i think the pro women should be in our race personally mm-hmm. um, yeah. i think that, i mean they're they're pretty they're pretty fast like i, I mean it, they're 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 fast enough to run a pace or or XC3 as we've seen. Yeah, well, they're uh, definitely faster than a B rider. Uh, <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, absolutely.
3: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think they should be in our race as well. Um, and and then you're highlighting all your pro classes, and uh, they get
1: the TV coverage.
3: Yep, and, and everybody gets the TV coverage, which is also going to give the live show a little bit more. Yeah. And, and, and I think it's going to get you overall more more views on the live coverage. It's going to be like six hours straight. Yeah. If, if yeah. it were all to happen, like that would be, that would be, if I could pitch it, that would be the way I would pitch it. My gosh,
1: wow. could you imagine uh, Howard's hole after six straight hours of pro <laughs> racing? Oh, my
3: God, dude. <laughs> I would be so black out. I mean, I, mean, I would still be racing.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there <that laughs> would be
3: a lot of there would be a lot of people that were so black out though. Yeah. Sure yeah. I would be, be drunk. I tell you what. I would be there for amateur day
1: 100%. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I I love the idea and um um I, I I like you said I think that you know your viewers for for the for the Racer TV could go from whatever it is like five six hundred at a time to thousands at a time
2: well let's be honest like yeah. if you're just a spectator mm-hmm. and you want to go watch the quads on saturday and then you're like well shoot now nah, i either got to drive all the way back home <laughs> i got a I gotta hotel yeah or buck with a yeah. buddy and then to watch the bikes the next day you know yeah. what i mean like it's kind of hard but
1: yeah it it makes sense it makes sense to 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 do it that way and uh, uh i like i like i could you can tell you put thought into yeah. that for sure <laughs>
3: Yeah, I just gotta get I gotta get the powers that be to listen to me. So um, yeah, that's that's the next step.
2: We'll see if we can get this uh, this podcast in somebody's I hands. I don't know if anybody listens,
1: <laughs> anybody have any power listens to this podcast. So you're, so if you have any thoughts that uh, you don't want them to hear, you're safe here. We don't
2: even know if they know we exist. <laughs> <Perfect>. Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly.
2: Um, so real quick before you get off, how are we looking? The wrist is good. We're we just waiting on the neck or.
3: Yeah, yeah. So the wrist—I I mean, I—I'm not wearing my brace. It's—it's it's still broken, but I'm not—I'm not very good at, at wearing. They put me in a in a in a non-hard cast. So, shame on them. I was gonna say <laughs> that was a bad decision on them. <laughs> so, yeah. So I, I've taken that. I, I I've taken the liberty to go ahead and get rid of that. But let's be uh,
1: honest. You've probably cut a hard cast off too, haven't you? <laughs>
3: yeah i I, I, I mean starting at eight years old i was cutting hard casts off to go racing yeah yeah. uh, we'd go back up on monday to the doctor and they'd be like how did this happen i I don't know it got it got wet and it started getting soft and we don't know what happened that's where we're at yeah (laughs) so
1: so do we have an estimated time for returning to racing and do we have an estimated time to returning to bow fishing that's my two big questions
3: bow fishing 2 weeks. Okay, start doing some more upper body stuff, which is good. It's going to be tough cuz I'll still be in this neck brace for the next 8 weeks, but um
1: Do they make I'll do be, they make crossbow rigs for bow fishing?
3: <laughs> Dude, I've already looked. Yes, they do, but it's such a bitch to re, to to get that arrow back in and retrieve it every time, so I was like out on that. So my boat has been sitting here collecting dust, but Um, it's coming soon. And honestly, I'll still be able to make spawn, which is good. And then I might even, I might even have to make a trip down to Louisiana and and get a couple big alligator gar. Just that's been on my bucket list to go down there and just get some monster alligator gar. Um, (laughs) that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So at this point, at this point, I'm, I'm trying to do something to get out of the house and actually enjoy myself seeing as I've got sendery and I can't do a whole lot, but, um, that's, that's, Two weeks on bow fishing is the plan for now, um, but it's still very dangerous because I can't take any I can't take any falls or any blows and like, mm-hmm. it's hard it's hard to drink as much beer as I do <laughs> on top of that rocking boat. So I mean, no, if you're drinking beer all night and shooting fish. It's a matter of time before somebody hits the deck. So yeah. no
1: so d- d- definitely no wrestling any alligators, right? That's no prohibited. Wrestling <laughs> no wrestling
3: alligators. I'll have to tag I'll have to tag one of the boys in for that. Um, but... <laughs> No, so that's uh, that's that's going to be a couple weeks out, and then racing is going to be right now as it stands. We're looking somewhere along the lines of of eight weeks, eight more weeks in this next race, um, and it's it's hopefully will be the same week as as the next National Enduro. So I won't miss any National Enduros if I can just line up, get decent points there, and continue racing that series that would be ideal um and hopefully only miss one full gas uh it just like i said it 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 depends on um (laughs) if if this thing heals in time or not will we go back in the week after next to get another x-ray and see make sure everything's healing up properly um but as it stands they're saying eight weeks off the bike or eight more weeks off the bike um and in this brace and then as soon as i'm out of this brace i can go back to riding but the next problem is how weak am I going to be seeing as at least the first month I've done nothing but sit on the couch. I haven't been able to do anything to sit on the couch. So um, GNCC is probably going to be tough, but I do want to come back before summer break and at least ride. You know, even if I'm riding around for sixth and seventh place, obviously it's not ideal, but I want to get back out there. I want to I try to be competitive and see where I stand and, and kind of work from there to get back ready the 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 focus will be after summer break so um you know those final five rounds at this point it's just trying to get back on the bike just the scramble and we're hoping hoping eight weeks from today or or eight weeks from this past weekend we'll be back on back on the bike
1: okay so that kind of leads me into my next question in one of the last questions i promise we won't keep you on too much longer uh we were talking about it before you came on does does Ben lose a race before you come back?
3: (laughs) Dude, I, it's going to be, it it would, somebody asked me that, um, this weekend. And then Tyler asked me again, I think last night. Yeah. I, I don't, it it will take, it will take bad luck on his behalf and good luck on somebody else's. Mm -hmm. Um, it's just riding too damn good. And you know, the next question is who would it be? Who, who could beat him? Mm -hmm. Um, I have to say Craig belongs to the smartest, the next guy that's smart. Um, and, and then again, I forget, Strang will be back. Yeah, Obviously, he did have surgery, so hopefully he'll be back and be able to give him run for money. money maybe Ohio. I think Strang rode really well, well there last year, so maybe we can see that. Um, Josh Toth is riding really well, but he just can't finish three hours. Mm-hmm. And And Jordan Ashburn, same thing, like, those two guys are going to have to figure out that last 30 minutes if they want to beat Ben. I think they, they have the riding ability. They're definitely fast. They're super fast, really good at reading lines, good at dissecting a track and racing, but that last 30 minutes just whips their ass. So, um, if they can't figure that out, our best shot is as it stands. And obviously anything can change and I can be wrong, but as it stands, I think our best shot is, is seeing, is seeing either Craig DeLong do it or, or, our Josh Strang, hopefully he comes back ready to roll.
1: Yeah. yeah, it's gonna be tough. Yeah, it's gonna be tough for sure. We like yeah. we mentioned a little bit that we have that uh, fantasy league that we've started up, and we we keep we we operate it by handicaps, kind of like how Pulp and Mex does theirs. And we we keep uh, making Ben's handicap uh, like it's a, a negative three now, and people are still <laughs> picking.
3: <them. laughs>
1: <laughs> so yeah and,
3: it's, it, it's hard to it, it would be hard to go away i mean I, that's uh, i gotta say it's hard to go against ben at this point i mean if i were to bet on the next five races i would have to put ben up front just yeah. about everyone
1: yeah yeah. So. yeah absolutely uh well well Stu, we're yeah, not going to keep you, you for too much longer we uh we told you a much shorter time yeah. that ended up being but i think we all figured it'd be longer
2: <laughs> especially since we're not paying you <laughs> yeah <laughs>
1: Maybe one, for me. maybe one day maybe one day we could do it yeah yeah so. hey, i'm
2: sure i'll run into you this weekend down there, Stu. so if you see some weird guy waving at you saying i'm from split line it's just me <laughs> all right
1: all right perfect, perfect. <laughs> hey man uh again as always we thank you for coming on the show and uh, uh awesome interview as always we appreciate it and uh hey we're excited to see you uh whether it be in the booth or on the bike sooner or sooner than, rather than later for sure man
3: yeah, definitely. Well, I appreciate you guys having me, and I'll see you guys this weekend. All right, man. All right, we'll man. talk to you
1: later. You.
3: All
1: right, thanks. Yeah. All right, guys. I have Stu Baylor. Man, I mean,
2: <laughs> you just never know. N- what do you
1: say about that interview? No,
2: it's it's good.
1: It's the best it's interview. He, it's, yeah, yeah. He's you just never know. He really handles those interviews. Just yeah. like it's just like he's interviewing us yeah, at this he point. Is. He is. <laughs> no, yeah. I mean, i I. Whenever he went down, it was just such a shot to the whole series. Mm-hmm. And that day, you know, him, that
2: It kind of reminds me how last year played out for the quads. Like when Neil went out. Yeah. And it was like, oh, man. Now what? There went the –
1: were not that, that big battle this, we wanted. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you know, we're hopefully, hopefully, he comes back this year and is able to, to, like sure. he said, work his way back mm-hmm. into, to, to strengthen the conditioning right. and, and be able to I put would, itself on the podium. I would say
2: after, about after some break for sure. Yeah. You know, maybe he comes back and starts winning them all again, like he, like he did uh, a
1: couple years ago. He come back. Yeah, exactly. He come back uh, at snowshoe mm-hmm. and just, just put a good ride in and, and ride consistent, and then, and then maybe after summer break, be able to really start ramping yeah. it up. back. Into his his typical form, right, right. Yeah, so we got we bringing Richie. Richie? On? Yeah, Richie's getting ready to come on. So. No, uh- we're, uh- since we're running a little behind, well, we—I t- told—I've been texting Richie, and I've told him—I told him that you know it would be—it would be—it would be a few minutes, and he understood. He was—I uh, think he was listening to the show as well. Um, <laughs>
2: Sorry, Richie, uh, Stu is a long-winded some days. I'm just
1: <laughs> <laughs> the Mount State Hair Scramble Series. What do you? It's—it's it's a great series. Man. Absolutely, it's, we're excited to talk about it. If you're
2: thinking about riding and you're around West Virginia, if you're just thinking about starting to race off-road, go check them out they're a great series uh to start out on
1: yeah absolutely (sighs) keep talking yeah i'll tell you
2: hey um real quick um i don't don't know if anybody really cares or not but sunstar um and me uh they uh we did a little blog um for sunstar there so it'll be coming out tomorrow uh about the full gas sprint and dora that was pretty cool um sunstar reached out to me and um, we did a little bit of a router profile with, um, talking about full gas sprint and Dora. So if anybody's interested in that, I think it comes out tomorrow on Sunstar's website. So go to Sunstar, um, website and check them out. And while you're there, buy you set of, uh, Yeah,
1: how did that go? How did that feel being interviewed?
2: It, it was weird. Uh, it was, it was pretty cool. It was weird. Um, um, first time, I think, I think it was the first time I beat as a writer, uh, being interviewed like that. So it was, it was pretty neat. It's it a cool. rider.
1: My gosh. I know, right? It's kind of weird. <laughs> well, did they ask you any, like, what's the hardest question they asked you? Oh, the hardest question. There was no, there's never no hard question. <laughs> did they ask you, did they ask you what your, uh, what your favorite fast food is? No. <laughs> no.
2: That's, we, our, signature that's our signature question. That's our signature question. Yeah. Uh, um, no, it was a good talk. Uh, we just sit just back and bullcrapped and, uh, and, uh, whatever. And then, you know, he wrote it up and, he there over the proof, so I know what it says, and it was pretty good.
1: I'm telling you, I'm having a time. You're terrible. Of
2: yeah. You're about to get fired from <laughs> yeah, all the technical. You'd be
1: crap out of luck if I got fired.
2: <laughs> <laughs> You're fired. <laughs> fired. Um, so, uh. yeah, so if if you guys are going down to Full Gas Sprint and Doro, make sure you check out Stu's Riding School. I don't know if he's booked up or not, but I know he's doing one Friday and Saturday. Uh, I honestly thought about doing it myself, and I was like, eh, I don't know you know do i need do i need to go faster or not
1: (laughs) the answer is probably not
2: (laughs) not. (laughs) oh shoot hello richie what's
1: going on how's it going man we appreciate you uh holding for us while we were uh talking to Stu baylor on the phone
0: (laughs) oh that's not a problem it actually worked out good for me because i was running behind trying to leave the track so that actually works good
1: yeah yeah those of you that don't know uh richie nolan is the series promoter and owner of uh uh, the mountain state hair scramble series uh new sponsor to the podcast and uh, uh, man uh, a home series to brandon and i and uh uh, we appreciate you being on tonight and we're excited to talk about some uh, mountain state racing
0: awesome yeah i love being on um just come back from the track so should be a good weekend if we can get the rain to hold off. That's a uh, kind of a on the back of everybody's mind right now. That's the million yeah. dollar question: is is the rain going to hold off, or are we going to get, you know, everything the forecast is saying? Yeah, yeah, the,
1: the uh, ground can't hold much more water at this point.
0: <laughs> yeah, um, the the track we're at this weekend is actually it's pretty rocky. So it's, right now, surprisingly dry. Uh, it's actually dusty and and the majority of it, but. Uh, I would much rather see the dust and the mud. We're <laughs> yeah. hoping the rain, you know, like I said, holds off.
2: Yeah, for sure. Um, so coming into this year, you're kind of doing a different format um, with the bikes and the quads separating on different days. You want to talk about that and all that?
0: Yeah. Um, so obviously anybody that was at the uh, races last year seen how much uh, we grew, uh, and I contribute a lot of that to COVID. I know it was hard on a lot of people's businesses, but on ours, it was just kind of helped us because it got people back out out into the outdoors and doing things and coming to races. So um, two days was something we was kind of forced to do. Uh, I held off on it as much as I could just because, in my eyes, a local series is something you can go and do in one day and, you know, you don't have to drag the camper out and, you know, all that extra fuel expense and all that. So um, I held off on it as long as we could, but uh, it was kind of, it was kind of the inevitable. Uh, it had to happen just because of facilities were getting too tight, and then just it's about impossible to get that many races in on one day. Uh, if one little thing happens and, and throws you off schedule, well, you're you're off schedule the rest of the day. You ne- you can never gain that time back. Uh, and I mean, we literally tried everything. We got rid of the parade wrap, parade lap for mm-hmm. the micros, and it's just. It, it didn't help it. It helped we a little bit. So two days. Um, and then the big question when we went to two days was how we was going to do it. You know, I think everybody that was preaching go two days kind of thought I was going to follow suit and do, you know, quads on Saturday and bikes on Sunday. Um, and I knew in the back of my head if we went that route, I wasn't doing it that way. Um, and it could be a mistake. I honestly don't know. Um, that's that's one of the main reasons that I've done it this way is because I've not seen anybody else do it this way. Right, right. I don't know. I mean, 2023, we might have to switch it and follow suit with everybody else. Like I said, you know, this could be a mistake. I don't know, but we're going to give it an honest try. Um, I had three good points that I argued it. Uh, One being that the bike guys all now have fresh track, which is something they usually don't because they're, you know, racing after quads. So they got to pick a quad rut. Uh, I am a quad guy, but still, I know riding a bike, if you've got to pick basically one side of the track or the other to ride through, um, that's obviously challenging. Uh, especially if it's slick out and you start getting that, you know, I call it a crown, mm-hmm. um, right. but you start getting that, you get that center buildup. Um, so that was my one point. Um, my second point on it was, now these bike guys can get home on Saturday night and they can have their day off Sunday to relax, wash, bike, whatever, you know, in in the past it's always been kind of the quad thing. Um, and then, you know, like I said, it hasn't been done before. So we was going to try it. Um, and then kind of, kind of my third argument sake on it was just because we have so many other local series. Um, now you can run too um or you know three or whatever you know whatever you want to try and do uh right here in the you know morgantown area we're fortunate enough that we have you know two local series plus you have the gncc that has like what six now that are with basically within two hours so you can hit half of those so we have a ton of racers that try to do that they try to run more than one local series and run nationals um so i said you know heck let's let's try it this way now you can run my series you can run another series you can you know you still obviously hit the nationals because they're on separate weekends but and probably as you know, a track, we don't know.
2: Probably well, as a track promoter So probably as a track promoter with your bikes running on saturday and then your quads coming through and kind of cleaning up all the ruts and stuff for you on sunday then that way when you come back next next time because mm-hmm. a lot of times you're on these some places twice it might help you out
0: Right. Yeah. And it does. Um, you know, that's another thing as well. The track cleanup on Sunday night is not as bad or, you know, the following week, uh, if I have to take the dozer around there and fix ruts, I'm only dealing with, you know, a center rut and a berm versus a bunch of bike ruts. Um, and and, and I don't know how it works. It's just kind of odd, but a quad will actually fill all the bike ruts back in. And then I don't know, for some reason it seems like they don't leave a berm, Um, I think it's probably because they're not, you know, actually trying to ride on the berm and they're more just kind of twisting and spinning. So it kind of, it almost flattens the berms out. Basically it'll just spin all the soil out from behind this, you know, instead of leaving a berm behind them, it kind of just, they spin it all out and it kind of levels itself back out. Mm -hmm. So in my eyes, I think it's better on the track as well. Um, like I said, that was just a couple points. Um, and I don't know. I tell guys all the time that there is no how to run a race series for dummy handbook that you can go out there and buy so a lot of this stuff. I just think I just sit back and I say, OK, this is why I think it'll be better yeah. to do it this way. And we try it. And it's not all, it's not always right. Sometimes, you know, we we got
1: to try stuff differently or mm-hmm. go to the, the more common ways. And I've always liked running your races before uh, as a quad guy. Um, it, it, it gives it a unique Perspective of a track going like that first lap when you have all the dirt bike ruts and it kind of almost helps you. Uh, um, it, that that first lap I was always you were always able to kind of use it as. Kind of like a sight lap, I guess, uh, because right. because you're the, the race line hasn't developed yet, and you're really just mm-hmm. kind of just looking at the track, and then the next lap, okay, it's go time because you know uh, you know a hundred bikes or so has went through there and, and cleaned it all up, and it's re- and it's kind of primed and ready to go. So <laughs> it was always kind of a cool thing, uh, running your series with that different type of feel um, to the track itself, and um, you know, <clears throat> I know you wanted to hold on to the. Uh, uh, the one day format as long as possible. But man, I remember running that series, uh, all year, uh, the 2020 season. That's, I feel like when you, when you talk about the COVID, um, boost, that's really when it started in the 2020 season. And I remember, uh, parking was a premium at some of these, (laughs) at some of these, uh, uh, (laughs) uh, events. And, um, I'm sure it helps out, uh, with, with that issue as well.
0: Oh yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, 20, like you said, 2020 is when that COVID kind of started it, and then 2021 just basically finished it off. Uh, if you guys didn't make it out to any last year, yeah, it was it was even worse. Um, parking, trying to keep stuff on time, just just everything. I mean, our our stress level, um, you know, all the employees that we have, it was just it was it was bad. So yeah. The last three of 2021 that we did the two day format, it was like, it, I mean it was actually enjoyable again, as bad as I hate to say that, but right. you know, towards, towards the middle of the season last year, like we weren't having any fun at it anymore. It was, I mean, I know it is, it is my job, but it was like one of those jobs you don't like going to. Right. And once we got that two day format, man, it was just, it was almost smooth sailing. Like, I mean, even some of my guys, they was like sitting back. for like, is it, we really have 15 minutes before the next start? Like, <laughs> yeah. Like they're going hamburger, like relax. Like, um, one of my guys that track sweeps for me, he didn't make it to the, the first two day event. He come up to the second one and he was sitting there between the youth quad start and the adult quad start. He was like, so is this what you guys do? You you sit around for 20 minutes before the start? <laughs> I'm like, yeah, because we can, like we have time. Um, you know, it's just, it's just so much less stress on everything. Even at the last race up there at, uh, you know, Melinda and Robert, uh, Bobby's yeah. place. Yeah. It it was a mudder. Um, it was, you know, not the worst one we've seen, but it was definitely muddy. And I think except for like maybe the youth bike start, we kept everything on time and I think the youth bike start was like ten minutes off, maybe. Yeah. Um so I mean I literally I have there's like we have scheduled so much time between races now that I can literally go get the dozer and fixed track between the races. If need be, uh, we went up and took a whole section out for the micro bikes and rerouted it for the youth bikes. And I don't mean like just change a piece of ribbon. We literally took all the errors down, cleaned it up. Like if we was leaving on Sunday night and, and built a whole other section and then like I said, got down there and started the youth bikes, <laughs> maybe 10 minutes behind. Wow. So yeah. And then, you know, the, the work Sunday night, it's actually, it's actually helped me there as well. Um, you know, we used to cram them all in on Sunday and then everything was, was after so, dark. <laughs> yeah. And then, you know, me and, and my staff, we were so, we were so wore out Sunday. It was like my, uh, my you know, kind of saying was pick anything up that the wind or the rain will ruin and let's go home. Mm-hmm. Like, so we would thrash and get canopies and anything that, you know, the wind, the rain could hurt, hurt speakers or whatever, hurry up and throw them inside of trailers and oof, we was gone because we was wore out. Um, and then that left, basically all of that work for me on monday and tuesday i'd have to go back up basically by myself sometimes i'd have a helper but you know i would go up and there i am monday tuesday sometimes even into wednesday picking up trash and areas and ribbon and folding up you know canopies and banners and tents and and what you know whatever it whatever it is um but now that we're on two days sunday we're done by i think two o'clock so all my yeah. guys are still <laughs> wow. raring and ready to go. <laughs> so we we literally went out and we have a system now that at two o'clock when the checkered flies, um, we all take a box and strap it on the front of our wheeler. and in the bottom of the box it's wrote zero to one or one to two or two to three, et cetera. And whatever box you grab, that's a mile of track you have to pick up. And I can literally have track picked up, trash the track, arrows and ribbon and the trash. And usually I can have my father-in-law on the skid steer reclaiming the field and parking area and I can almost be loaded up and pulling all of my trailers back to my shop by like six o'clock Sunday night
1: Wow, that's impressive
0: yeah (laughs) yeah. so it made us like so much more efficient because we're just not wore out we're not stressed we're not like I mean there was like days on Sunday where it was a two day or it was a single day that it would be dark and we would still be out there trying to just pick up whatever we could like I said that we didn't want the wind to ruin and then we was just like we just want to go home and, you know, and half the time, um, you know, me and the wife, we were just staying at the track. Like the camper was already there. It was like, all right, guys, you can go home and me and Sarah will handle it. And, you know, cause I'm trying not to keep them guys out there into the wee hours on a Sunday night. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Brandon, so, yeah. The two days I'm hoping, I'm hoping that it's, you know, going to be that, that smooth selling this year as well.
1: I, I think it will. I think it will for sure. Brandon, I remember in 2000 uh, or in 2020 season towards the end of the year, uh, Richie would come up to the to the uh, to the ATV start, and you could tell just wore out and just <laughs> aggravated and tired. And then you then you hand him the bullhorn and, <laughs> and the track description, and he was just like, "Okay, let's let's just let's go. I am exhausted." Yeah, yeah, and, and it
0: um you know it got even it got even worse there last year. Right. Uh, and I was I was trying not to let uh, my impatience. Um, or how, I'm not sure the word I'm looking for, my impatience rub off or or come out like over the loudspeaker when I was talking to somebody. But like I said, when you've had a long day (laughs) and and you're, and you're literally, I mean, I was literally just getting cussed over anything and everything. Most of the stuff was, you know, out of my control and just like, and it just, over the time it takes a toll on you. I mean, I've been doing this since 2013, which in the long scheme of things is not a long time, but Um, it just last year, I was like, man, I'm done. Like, I can't wait till either we go to two days or till the season's over. Like I'm just, I'm getting burnt out and getting tired of being, you know, yelled at and cussed and and all that. So, um, the two days, like I said, I'm, um, I'm hoping it puts the fun back into it. Right.
2: So And speaking of putting fun back into it, I saw where you guys are adding the Stasic race now. That's awesome. I'm keeping points and everything for it. So that's, that's pretty cool.
0: Yeah. Um, that was something else, you know. We thought we'd try this year. Uh, we was on the fence about, like, now that we have all this extra time Saturday night, you know, what are we going to do? Guys guys were, you know, messaging me, hey, let's have pit bike races, or oh, are you going to do the, um, the electric bikes, the EMBT bikes? Mm-hmm. And, and I was like, yeah, I don't know. You know, pit bike racing is fun, but in my eyes, it needs to be, like, in the field so all the spectators can see it. And that's hard when you have, you know, a hay field that a farmer is going to make hay off of the next year. So you're trying not to take a dozer out there and build jumps or, you know, what what have you. Um, so and then the EMBT thing, I was like, man, are we really getting that many in this area? Uh, I checked mm-hmm. some other local series of results and it was, you know, five, six, maybe 10. And I was like is it, is it going to be worth it for all that? You know, I'm not out to make money off of it, but still, you know, it's still going to be time and money invested in awards and all that. So we went up to Stasic there last year. Um, and it was awesome. Kids loved it. Parents loved it. Um, so this year everybody's asking me about it. And I was like, yeah, we're going to do some, you know, we're going to do them at select events. We'll do three, four, whatever. And then I asked Sarah, I was like, well, why don't we just keep points? I was like, yeah, I don't know how. Like, I don't think GNCC takes it that serious, uh, and I don't know about the other lo- couple local series that are running running them. Um, but like we ran those last two, we literally did it just like a full-blown race. Right. Uh, the only the only difference was you didn't start on the actual starting lines, and it was free to do. We give you a transponder, we signed you up, we started the first class. We then started the second class. The results, when you come underneath the check-in, um, your transponder was picked, or maybe we didn't do transponders. We just keyed them in. But either way, uh, you had full laps. We could print you out lap times. You had adjusted times so you could see your overall. Like We did it like a full-blown race. The only difference was, like I said, it was free, and you didn't get to take off the actual storyline. I mean, wow. We get down there at the green flag. We yell 10 seconds. We pull them up on the podium. You know, We, we treated it like a full-blown race, that's which awesome. this is what I wanted to do because that's you know, those guys, those kids are looking up to their either older siblings or their parents and seeing their, you know, race. So they want theirs to feel the same and just as important and in in which it should be. That's awesome. So I was like, we're already doing all that. I said, and the software keeps track of points. It's literally like a couple extra mouse clicks. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, let's just, I was like, let's keep points. And, right. and we, we talked about it. Sarah's like, yeah, it's easy to do. Like, let's do it. And I was like, man, I think that'll be awesome because then these kids... Like, yeah, they're, they're racing Stasek for fun, but now there's like, kind of like a, you know, a prize at the end of it yeah. all. Like if they mm-hmm. stay with it and they're consistent, it'll be just like, you know, big brother or big sister or what have you. They get to get up at the end of the year on the banquet and, you know, thank and get their award and everything. So yeah, we're going to do a full blown Stasek. I think we're just going to call it a stasic championship this year. Um, it'll still be free to come and race them. Um, the only... The really cost you're really going to have it in it is paying for your food at the end of the year for the banquet, and you'll get to come and get a championship. For oh, we're only going to do two classes, yeah. um, just the the size of the bike. And right. I <laughs> I don't <laughs> fool them, so I don't know what they are. Or what are they? Are they a 16 inch and a 12 inch? Yeah, yeah. 16
1: and 12. Yeah, okay. and you you probably have like your your. Uh, Maybe some young seven-year-olds, six-year-olds, and uh, older five-year-olds on your sixteen, and then everybody down on your twelve-inch. So yeah, those are okay. that's pretty cool. That's pre- how long are the uh, tracks for the Stasics? Is it like a how long are lap times? Um, I really don't know what the what the lap times were. I never I never
0: asked there, uh, and I never of course <laughs> looked at them. But uh, we just try to do it right there in the field, and okay. that was one of the things that like I talked to the the parents there at the first race. Um, I said, you know, you guys tell me, like, I don't have a kid on this. I don't, I've never been around it. I've never even seen it done, uh, except for at the nationals. And that was years ago at the time when they was just running them up pro row and back, like, yeah. you know, years and years ago, I said, so I don't know what to do. So my first track was a little long. It was all field, but it was like the whole entire pit field <laughs> and they circled and came back. And then I run them for 15 minutes, which was a little too long uh, <laughs> or no, I think we raced them for 20 minutes. Oh, that's, and, a batter,
1: that's a battery change.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So we raced them for 20 minutes. And, and at that first one, of course, it was warm out. We didn't have any that I know of, like big battery change or deals. We yeah. had just kids. The hands are starting to hurt. Yeah. Because you know, they're holding on to that. The handlebars vibrating for 20 minutes. So at the last one down there at Melinda's place, um, we dropped it to 15 minutes. Track was shorter. Uh, and that was still a little too long. And I don't think it was so much the kids getting tired. At that race, it was cold. I mean, it was in, like, the 30s, so they were killing batteries.
1: Nah. Hey, speaking of Melinda's yeah. Place, um, you uh, you mentioned potential um, uh, possibility <laughs> of pit bike races. I know, I saw today, Bobby does have a uh, skid steer at his house. <laughs> no, so no. that could be that could be a project for him to be working on, the, the, the last right. last we're, round pit bike race. We're real good friends yeah, I've with seen uh, that, Mr. Uh,
2: Rittenhouse.
0: <laughs> I've seen that same post today um i figured that i figured that was coming because when i had our last race down there they was melinda was like bobby really wants a skid steer how do you like yours and i told her i was like i said it's gonna be here for a couple weeks because i was waiting for the place to dry up so i could reclaim i was like it's gonna be here for a couple weeks time to use it oh no i'll never get him out of it if i do that i said i don't care melinda let him run it i said he'll just have to put fuel in it because there's not a lot in there so i i uh when that post come up, it didn't surprise me. No, no, it didn't surprise me. <laughs> yeah, maybe we can maybe we can do a little pit bike race down there. Like yeah. I said, um, I try not to tear fields up, you know. And, and if you're gonna do a pit bike race, you need to be in the field, and you need like, what are they gonna do? Just ride circles? Like they need an obstacle or exactly. something. Exactly. Yeah, so yeah. That was kind of why I shot away from the the pit bike race because it'd be easy to do it in the woods, but I, I don't feel like we'll get any spectators really watch it. Like right. Cause it's Saturday night and they're going to be, you know, getting kids ready for bed. They're going to start dinner, et cetera. So,
1: right. Right. Yeah. So, um, you know, is there any new tracks on the schedule this year that you haven't been to before or is everything a- a old hat at this point? No,
0: we've got one new one, um, mm-hmm. uh, which is down in Buchanan at the, the big haunted house they have down there. Uh, okay. The newer, ha- the newer haunted house, not the asylum. Um, right. this one is, um, and I always mm-hmm. pronounce it wrong. It's, can't, it's maniac. Uh, Maniac Mountain. Oh um, it's not too far out of Buck Cannon, actually. Like, you turn left, you get off the interstate and go up past, like, the Lowe's and the Buffalo Wild Wings. It's up in there, like, I think five miles, four miles. Mm. So, it'll be a good property. There's, like, oh, 700, 700, 800 acres there. Oh, wow. So, and the parking is, <laughs> like, you get, um, you could probably shoot a laser a transit on it and it'd be perfectly level all the way across it. Oh, wow. Cause it's nice. just, yeah, you pull in off the blacktop and it's just like perfectly flat level. Um, so it ought to be good. Um, that, that unfortunately is my only new one for this year. That's exciting. Um, wasn't, yeah, it wasn't for lack of trying. I had seven tracks, uh, wrote down to go look at, and I looked at five of the seven, uh, and only one of the, only one of them worked out unfortunately. So there's a lot to it when you're looking at property you know roads in and out I'm fields sure, for parking i'm sure
1: parking and, and roads in and out is probably one of the yeah. toughest things isn't it
0: yeah it is um you know i looked at one and they had plenty of parking but they didn't have enough woods to support it like i was we rode around the woods they had and a few trails and and I tripped it, and I was like, "Well, there's two miles here. <laughs> yeah, I could run the youth. You know, I could run the with <laughs> the youth here. I'm like, but I don't like. There's not enough here. And then Since it was seven uh, <laughs> It was red clay. It was fresh red clay. So I'm like, Ooh. oh my gosh, if we get any rain on this, it, it'll just it, it'll be awful. So yeah, um, yeah um, maybe next year. Like I said, I'm I'm always looking. Uh, I usually look at two or three every year, um, but unfortunately. Usually, one out of the three, or you know, one out of the four, or all that work just because of, you know, like we discussed, parking and track and whatnot.
2: Yeah, you, you ever think about trying to do a local, uh, full gas sprint, like a sprint Enduro series,
1: series or um, like a knock, like a one off race, well,
2: like a one off race, yeah. or like maybe like a three rounder? I mean, I know the guy's, you know, he's got plenty of time, mm. you know what I mean? <laughs> no, they're, yeah. they're really fun. Um, I really have a really, a really good fun with that. That stuff,
0: I, I've never really put a lot of thought into it. Um, there was this would have been back in like 2020 or 2019, of course, when we were still single day. Um, I had a, a good friend and a sponsor of ours actually talk to me about it. He's like, You're already there on Saturday if you have the field section set up, like, just run. you know a sprint style race like just do it there in the field and and put a small woods loop on it like you're already there Mm -hmm. um you know he's like i think you will you'd help draw the the sprint style racers there and then hopefully if they're there they'll stay for the hair scramble stuff yeah um and and i was you know i I listened to it with open ears but my biggest uh problem with any of that is is time you know i'm i'm one man show (laughs) the week prior i have tons of help you know, Saturday or Sunday. Um, but you know, everybody basically has full-time day jobs. So during the week, I'm just kind of one man or I have one guy that helps me. So it's just so hard to get all that stuff done as it is. And now, you know, trying to throw something else in, I'm like, no,
2: <laughs> like there's no way.
1: Those types of so. racing seem to involve a lot of uh, a, a lot of rolls of tape too. Yeah, there's a, lot so of there's,
2: there's a lot of stake. There's a lot of and tape, but you know, it's it's all worth it. Man.
0: It's all <laughs> yeah, worth let, it.
1: Yeah, listen to Brandon. It's all worth it, huh? <laughs>
0: and I've never been to one before. Uh, I've I've never been to one, so I don't know how it works. Oh, like, that's... do you get penalized if you take over a stake? Because you I feel like you should because that's all there is and stakes and rolls of ribbon like it's it's,
2: uh, it's very frowned upon just to say that yeah. very frowned <laughs> <Okay. upon>.
1: well <laughs> you know it's also very like, frowned upon if you do it at a motocross track i know that yeah, firsthand. It is.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well maybe it's just our our local guys are you know not i don't know what the word i'm looking for is. is they're not disciplined enough to not run them over <laughs> because uh, oh yeah the bikes up. or quad guys at one of my races I, I think they purposely run them over <laughs> Like, I mean, it can be a straight shot out of the woods, straight across the field and straight back in, and they'll, be, and they'll mow them all over. And and quad guys I can understand because, you know, they're wide. You're trying to pass somebody, and not only that, you can run it over and it's not going to hurt you. But yeah. I've seen bike guys run them over. I'm like, how can I not get you in the leg? You know what I mean? Like, if you don't hit it straight square with the front tire and you, you know, happen to be off just a little bit, how's that thing not getting you in the leg or in the rear But I, I see them mow them over all the time. It's like... It's unreal. So I, I always wondered, Dad. I was like, do they penalize them guys? Because they should. Because <laughs> that, that's my other point. I would not want to be out there. I wouldn't want to drive the stakes. Like, driving them the first time would be all right, especially if you had a crew of guys. But then you'd have to – I feel like you'd have to set out there. You'd have to have a couple guys sitting out there with a bundle of stakes and a hammer during the day just kind of babysitting. So when one you know, one guy broke one, you could hurry up, pound it back in. Because yeah. you'd, you'd have to keep up on that stuff because it's not – I mean, the turns would eventually just all get straight, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. You know how these racers yeah. are. Everything's got to, you got to search the edges for every, you know, yeah. fast, the fast lines, right? <laughs> yep. Exactly. Hey, at least with, exactly. When, you, when you have hay belts available, those are those are nice. Those are a little bit hard <laughs> to cut tight, huh? <laughs> that's right. Well,
0: that's why like, if you notice my field sections, I hate field sections. I know you do. <laughs> um, yeah, because of speed and getting somebody hurt and then just trying to keep them honest and, and make them go around it. You know, if you just drive stakes they're just going to take them over and then you got to have somebody out there basically babysitting putting them back up so yeah my field sections i'm always like hay bale tree big rock tire something to force them around that they're not going to run over yeah <laughs> like, if, if there was a 100 hay bales out there we'd zigzag them all day long that doesn't follow me because i know they can't tear it down they can't straighten it out um but just to do a I've strictly only ribbon and stakes. <laughs> I can't, I can't imagine. I it. tried. I really tried.
1: <laughs> hey, uh, so, Richie we appreciate you know uh, Mountain State coming on to this show and sponsoring this show um, obviously Mountain State is near and dear to our hearts as well mm-hmm. um, and and we wanted to let you know that that, that uh, because of you we actually have been able to give the opportunity to uh, a couple of riders that are going to race your series this year for the for the free uh, gate passes to uh, help and support them and uh, you know so we're going to be uh, uh, helping and supporting uh, uh, Levi Myers um, who runs the pro um, ATVs series uh, Series this year and then uh Hayden Jones um, um on the dirt bike side uh, he runs uh, uh C16 to 21 although he actually he had a little bit of an accident uh the other day so he's going to be missing uh the oh. first race or so yeah Ooh. so uh yeah i guess a um a stick ran through his boot Ooh. and he's got stitches on the bottom of his foot right nice. now yeah
0: so Ooh. i'll say they just messaged i know both those families and riders yeah. um, both you know great I was going to say kids, but I know Levi's, he's no kid. (laughs) Um, But, you know, both great guys, great families. Um, I did not hear that about Hayden. His mom actually just messaged us about class and what what class he could run in and whatnot just like Tuesday or maybe Monday. So maybe that was for the – the next race or the third round. Well, the first one. I
1: was talking to Bub just two days ago and I think the, it was actually last night when he, uh, <laughs> when it, when that happened, but. Uh,
0: okay. Well, that makes sense. Yeah. Like I said, it was like, it was Monday morning or Tuesday morning. Um, because he, he did, he did really well at the GNCC. And that's yes. what they was asking about classes. Like he did well with this one, you know, what class yada, yada. Um, so we, we was talking to him about that. So yeah, that makes sense. It wasn't last night. Yeah, well, absolutely. that's great. Uh, I'm glad those passes went to somebody that, you know, is going to support us and is going to use them like that and Um, not somebody that doesn't have a clue what racing is and just (laughs) kind of toss them. Yeah. We wanted
1: to make sure that we, we gave them to, to people that, that we knew were going to use the run the whole series and people that typically run the series a lot. Um, and, uh, uh, along with that, we're going to be following kind of following them, uh, talking, highlighting their racing, uh, uh, when they're racing the mountain state this year. Uh, so like we said, we appreciate you guys being on the show and, um, Uh, uh, I'm actually looking forward to, um, you're uh,
2: actually going Sunday, aren't you?
1: Yeah. I'm going to be going Sunday. My, um, uh, a cousin of mine, uh, is racing his first race, uh, on an ATV. So, uh, I'm I'm excited. (laughs) I'm excited to, uh, to kind of help him out and show him the ropes a little bit. (laughs) Cool.
0: Yeah. Yeah. They, uh, you know, any new timer, I'm sure or first timer could definitely welcome any extra, you know, support and tips. Um, that's good. Yeah. Um I'll get you guys some more swag and stuff sent over your way too. I've just been super busy these last two weeks, just swamped with everything. That everything and the race series and titles and then some, you know, that four before I've bought, and then my motorcycle oh, side by yeah. side shop. So I'll get you some more stuff, sonny. That um, I was hoping that stuff made it in time. It did, uh, it
1: did, and, it's and, and cool. I don't know if you've been able to see the uh, live show uh, tonight just yet, but uh, the the um, the the banner that we have back here, uh, Brandon and I were just talking because we were wanting to eventually put wallpaper up. But if we didn't get enough cool banners like this, we won't have to. <laughs> we <don't> have to. <laughs> we're good to go, right? Right?
0: Yeah, I, I checked it, I checked in on the the live stream there and, and checked it out. I was afraid. That's why I messaged you earlier. I was afraid it was going to be too big and it was going to look like I was being obnoxious and trying to have (laughs) the biggest spot back there. But I, I honestly, I didn't have anything like readily available that I could send yeah. you that had just my logo on it. Everything either had like my logo and then said, you know, check out our next race and had a right. date or <laughs> had the sponsor's logo attached beside it. You know, everything was geared that way. And I was like, well, I can, I can make them something, which is fine. Like I can definitely do that, but they won't have it quickly. Uh, and that backdrop, that was actually the very first backdrop we ever, we oh, ever cool. used on a podium so that would have been like uh, I think 18 was the first year we started the podium stuff. So and it had been laying upstairs um, in the attic for you know since the end of 18. And I was like, well, we're we're probably not gonna do anything with this. Like I was just saving it because I didn't want to throw it, but I didn't know what else to do with it. It's yeah. too big to hang up anywhere at my spot. <laughs> so. The wife got cool. the scissors out and i was like just cut the logo out and we'll send it to him and if that's you know too big and it's not going to work like we'll we'll make them
1: something and and get that on our way well it looks perfect back here so we so well, yeah no, we, we like it, it right? no 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 you can, you can still well you're blocking a little uh, bit but no. but you, you, you if you've seen the logo before you know what that logo is for sure right and right before we let you go i wanted to i'm glad you mentioned it how is the four by four racing going and are you racing the full gncc series
0: Yes, I'm, I'm going to try to run the full series, uh, minus awesome. Florida, just because I had no desire to go down there and race in Sands. Uh, I've, I've done it before on everything else. I've raced the bike in it. I've raced the side-by-side in it. I've raced the sport quad in it. And I'm like, I know what it's like. I have no desire to race anything in it, let alone a 4 before. Uh, so I elected to skip Florida. Uh, I'm going to try to hit all of the other ones. So, so far, it's going good. Uh, had a little little mishap at the first one. Um, which was on my fault, and as embarrassing as it is to say, I will say that um, the, I did not get the radiator cap all the way tight. Oh. <laughs> it popped off um, about the five-mile marker. Luckily, uh, on the Can-Ams there, like where it fell, it could not get out. So it was still under there. So at the five, I ripped the plastic off because it was you know, spraying antifreeze. I, I thought just the radiator uh, hose was busted. I uh, realized it was a cap there was a track marshal there. He had two bottles of water and I throw it in it, put the cap on it, took back off. But of course I was in 10th out of 10 by that time or 10th out of 12, however many it was. So <laughs> I, uh, I turned a heater and put, you know, turned a fast lap and got it back to six. And that was, that was it after, after I kind of beat myself to death, turning the fastest lap I could, which the wife let me know it was like a minute or two minutes faster than everybody else in the class or something crazy. Well, that was it. that, <laughs> that did me in basically after that. I, you know, I I pushed so hard and then I was done. So my fourth lap, I was like, Oh, my back's locked up. I can't do it. (laughs) The pros got me, uh, 10 seconds before the finish line. Uh, I missed staying out on my final lap by 10 seconds. Um, skipped Florida. So round three there last weekend, it went really well. Um, no mechanicals, just a bad start. Got out in the the loom or whatever you want to call it, you know, the mud on the outside of the turn. And you can like literally watch the quad. It looks like somebody just grabbed a hold of it, pulled it down and slowed it down. It's just like, <laughs> you know, I got I, <laughs> in the second turn. It was in the second turn. I just I got pinched because I'm, I'm a little timid on starts. And I've always been that way, uh, and especially now on the four before just because I don't want it on top of me. Um, it's yeah. big and heavy, yeah. And, and then the other thing is, to get off. <laughs> yeah. And I'm I'm not one of them guys that you know gets in there and thrashes and bumps around and plays bumper cars with them. Um, I, I don't treat my own stuff like that. And I don't want to treat somebody else's stuff like that. So I, I I'm kind of timid on the starts, and that that kind of you know hurt me. I got out, pinched to the outside, got stuck in the, la- the 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 you know soft mud, and then I literally rode behind. I was in 10th out of 11th and rode behind ninth place. For the whole first lap, yeah. and i was Once again, I'm like, I'm not gonna hit him, and I'm not gonna yell because he's in my class. Yeah. So yeah. I was just kind of—he was holding me up a little bit, and I couldn't get around him. Just the track down there, I honestly thought was really tight uh, and not a lot of passing. So just couldn't get around him. Couldn't get around him. Finally, uh, finally there. As I started the second lap, I got around him, and I started uh, picking a few of them off. So I got up to the second spot there. Um, so I'm hoping for round four, if I can get a good start uh, and stay with uh, the lead pack, uh, I think I'll be right there when it comes all sudden so done.
1: See, Brandon, you're, you're, you're right. Now that he's going to the two-day format, he has all kinds of time yes, racing the full GSCC yeah. series. Oh, yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, right. That's, uh, that's what my buddy said. He's like, dude, how are you going to do this? How are you going to do that? I was like... <laughs> I don't know. I was like, 'Cause trying to run a full season and work on this thing and work on, you know, the tracks and and that fun. is actually one of the things I'm hoping is now that we are two days and like I said, all my uh, my great staff they're all kind of still full of you know go get it there Sunday night oh and they helped clean up. I'm hoping we can continue that trend into this season. So if they get a bunch of track or we get a bunch of track cleaned up, then that'll free me up Monday and Tuesday. I won't have to go back out there and work all day cleaning track up. Um, so then I can kind of concentrate on the, the four before.
1: So that's awesome. Hey, Richie, one last question before we, uh, before we let you go. Uh, how do you like the, uh, how do you like the uh, split line fantasy so far? Uh, I like it.
0: Um, (laughs) as bad as is to say, I'm super confused about it. (laughs) (laughs) Like I couldn't figure it out. Um, so me and the wife, we sat down there Sunday night when we got back from Georgia and I was like, All right, we gotta so I had to go back through your guys' Facebook and find like the the rules there where it explained it. And I was like, okay, so I think I got it now. Like I was just picking top three that yeah, I thought right. was gonna win. There's okay. a lot of no, handicap. I just yeah. yeah, I just thought the handicap was like was gonna be instead of them getting the full points, they was gonna get minus three points or minus uh, whatever uh, their okay, handicap was. Okay. Yeah. So I'm like okay, so, you know, that little handicap, no big deal, whatever, I'm going to pick the top three. So then I'm like, man, I'm not doing something right here. (laughs) So then Sarah starts reading it and she's like, I I think if if they got a handicap of third and they get third, well, then they get points for like sixth if it's a negative three or something. I was like, holy mackerel. I'm like, did this just get confusing? (laughs) So I'm like, I'm trying to figure it out here, but. I'll uh, I'll have to to sit down and figure it out, get my picks in for South
1: Carolina. So basically what it is, like if if a guy is a four handicap and let's say he gets um, he gets fifth place, he's going to get four positions up. So he's going to get first place points. And and then where you get into like the big big points is those guys that are potentially out of the top twenty mm-hmm. but potentially in the top twenty. So it's kind of a risk reward. Like if they if they're right. outside the top twenty, they get zero points, but if they get in the top twenty and they have like a twenty two handicap, that could put them to the first place points and then get bonus points. Yeah. So that's how that that's how that works. It, we kind of wanted to to. Use it as a tool to to highlight the guys that aren't on the overall podium mm-hmm. all the time. Uh, to where like your overall podium guys could be a solid pick, but like your your big point guys are the guys that um, that are. Uh, that are you know uh, fighting yeah. for that top like Steve 20. Harrell, like Steve Harrell. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He's been a right. huge point scorer right. in our in, our, in like our league. How
2: many people probably have never heard of Steve Harrell's name until fantasy?
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, yeah. you're exactly right. So that's that's well, you're kinda, right, I've never
2: heard of him. Exactly.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: So now he's 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 a huge pick um, always, but but if he keeps doing really good, his handicap's going <laughs> to go down. Gonna have, it's right. going to go down. Right. <laughs> right. So, so yeah,
0: had me had it threw me there for a little bit, and then of course I didn't get any picks in for the first one. Uh, the first round just because i've never done it before i've never played fantasy anything not fantasy yeah. supercross not fantasy baseball or whatever they do over there i don't know yeah. I, don't, I don't watch anything it doesn't have a motor involved so i don't know anything <laughs> about any of those other sports uh so i was like eh, fantasy you know whatever and then after the first one and you guys you know talking about it whatnot and i was like well this can't be that hard like you just pick the top three <laughs> who do you think you're going to be the top three and i'm like well, it's going to be Fowler. You know, he's definitely going to be in the top yeah. three. He's just which spot. So then I threw my picks in for the second one and the third one, and I was
1: like, something's adding up here. Like, <laughs> I, I'm not getting any points. So yeah.
0: like, what, what's going on? So yeah, I'll try to get it figured out here for the yeah. fourth what, round.
1: What's really cool that we've noticed real quick is that that uh, so many people have like the the teams are so different Mm -hmm. that everybody's picked that so it's like hardly anybody ever scores the same amount of points yeah so it's a lot of yeah it's made it a lot of fun uh in that sense but uh,
2: and of course we always bring the quad and bike guys together yeah exactly that's that's that's, that's, you know you know how that's
1: our that's our style with uh the whole podcast and now the fantasy we've had guys come on and or or message us can i just do it for for dirt bikes (laughs) like well yeah but you're only going to score half points
0: (laughs) (laughs) right so that's what i thought i was like well, I'm pretty well-rounded, like you know i know quad guys i know bike guys have been around it. all i've been around ba- basically all of it so my picks ought to be pretty good and then like i said i just wasn't <laughs> scoring any points so i'm like what am i
1: doing wrong here and i'm like i must not understand this handicap yeah so now, now you I gotta, gotta figure it out now hopefully there yeah, you go now you, like you, you got deep dive and know the, know those guys that are uh, fighting for that top 20 <laughs> yeah
0: yeah which i don't see i don't see me having enough time to really do all that everything going i'll probably just contour. shoot from the
2: hip and for the best that's what a lot of people do
0: <laughs> yeah exactly so
1: <laughs> hey uh richie we're gonna let you go uh as always appreciate you on the show and uh we'll have you on again um uh maybe mid-season see how everything's going and uh i'll uh, um, I'll, I'll be looking for you uh uh sunday hopefully without a raincoat on
0: <laughs> oh yes hopefully yes that's what we're praying for yeah I, um come track me down sunday and we'll shoot the, the bs uh, like I said, we got a lot more time through the races now. Yeah, so, sounds like you got uh, a lot of time I'll be, lot e- I'll be a lot easier to, s- yeah, I'll be a lot easier to track down and, and talk to because I know a lot of guys are like, I can never find you at the race. Like, yeah, because <laughs> yeah, I'm always doing something. So, yeah, we'll, uh hopefully we'll see you Sunday without the raincoat. And you know, anytime you guys uh, want me on, I'm I'm more than game to jump on. I'm great at I'm great at BS, and so. <laughs>
1: That's why this show was so long tonight because right. we because we, we had, we, we had the best yeah we have two of the best BSers in the business
0: <laughs> right yeah I listened to, I listened to Stu there for a little bit I, he was really laying it down I yeah. was like wow yeah <laughs> which I know that's his style he he doesn't care I mean you know it is what it is so that's cool but yeah, yeah. I was like man I hope we don't get in trouble when you guys start talking about <laughs> salaries and this and that I was like because <laughs> because he's he's you know he's exactly right it's all kind of like hush hush and yeah you know so yeah mm.
1: well, well, yeah we enjoy having him on trying to break the mold a little bit and uh li- <laughs> liven things up around here
0: <laughs> oh yeah definitely definitely
1: so all right uh, man, man. Man. well we'll uh i'll see you sunday and uh we'll talk to you down the road awesome thank you guys. all right talk to you everybody yeah, bye that was a good show. Uh, man, that was a good show. Yeah, Brainard, my, my you keep looking at your watch. Yeah, uh, you, you got it's you, ten after nine. You got uh, it's uh, you got somewhere to be or my something. My house and uh, I mean, can you at least wait the until the wife
2: is probably like going <laughs> to give me that look when I come through the door? Like I mean, she's seeing you. She's I can see her there watching. Oh, she's watching right yeah. now. Oh, hey, yeah.
1: Doug Kirk, he's asking where Devin was. Uh, unfortunately, Devin had he some vehicle. Of those,
2: uh, the, uh, I think he drives a Chevy, but I was hoping he was going to drive a Ford or something.
1: But. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, he had some vehicle problems and uh, kind of got stranded. So I hope he's. I've had a better check on him. We might need to go tow him or something. <laughs> <laughs> right? But uh, we'll we'll have Devin on again. Yeah. Um, uh, unfortunately, he wasn't able to make it on tonight. Uh, we really look forward to having him yeah. on tonight. He'd have been a probably wouldn't have been a three-hour show at that point. Right. So, right. <laughs> so, and then uh, another thing we need to touch on is uh, Walker Taylor uh, talked about how he had a, a pretty bad crash, and he's going to send us the video. So oh. send that to us, yeah, and let us see it. I think it was on a pit bike or something. Really, I heard he he talked about this it. On, pit
2: bikes will get you hurt. Yeah, real quick, <laughs> you, you, real fast.
1: Yeah, you think you can send you, it? A you're little Superman, than you, right? Yeah, exactly. You know, this thing is small, exactly. Do whatever I want. Yeah, no, exactly uh, right. So uh, uh, before we go, Brandon, you're going to read the. You got, the, read you got it. the sponsors
2: uh, before i go um, <laughs> come on sponsors sponsor <laughs> no no, <you're> good. <laughs> no um it's been a great show so we're going to end it up with the, I, I gotta
1: find the music that's what oh, much was am making you do like, yeah. put me on the spot and stuff
2: <laughs> now um yeah so we'd like to thank guts you know what i'm saying like i think about it if you were wanting to build a good bike mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. if you had a dream bike to build mm-hmm. You know, you want that gutsy cover, absolutely, and you know, looking good, looking then fresh. you want to protect that suspension with the Seal Savers. Mm-hmm. Then you want reliability and cool-looking sprockets and chains, right? Yeah. When you're out racing, yeah. You know, with that bling. And then now, XC gear with the Mako 360 bar, yeah. Little extra cushion on top for like, the
1: for the bike or the quad. Th-
2: yeah, and take away that vibration, good smooth ride. And then, you know, why not go ride it at Mount Saint Hair Scramble? Absolutely. <laughs> well, you, this was the, exactly. was the best
1: sponsor there read ever. Exactly. It was the best sponsor read ever. You, you go. did good. You did, did good.
2: So think about that. When you're sleeping tonight or after you listen to this, be dreaming about that bike. And listening
1: <laughs> to this show, you can darn near build that bike if you win all these products. <laughs> because we, and we yeah. gave a gut seat cover away last week. This coming week, we're going to be giving away a Mako 360. Oh, boy for a fantasy i'm winning and
2: guess what i'm i'm taking my name i'm i'm going to sign up as like billy joe you want to
1: hear what's cool about this one what's that i was talking to lance you don't have to win oh yeah yeah you don't need to win you don't need to win the race this weekend or or, or the fantasy this weekend all you have to do is enter a team into play and we're going to pick it randomly oh wow yeah so wow. Uh, so we're gonna we're excited to have that on board and it's um, only
2: it's a quad one right is, uh, that, is that for a quad? Or well, it?
1: it's going to be whoever wins, oh, okay. bike or quad. Okay, cool. So, yeah, you guys are going to be able to uh, – uh, man, those Makos, they're nice.
2: I'm telling you, I'm signing up as a – I don't know, Billy, Billy Joe Horton or something. I don't Billy
1: know. Billy Joe Horton. <laughs> 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 oh, shoot. Yeah, so uh, it's yeah, going to awesome. be awesome. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be a good uh, good week. Uh, fantasy handicaps will be coming out Saturday. Yeah. Yeah. As always, uh, I know this between round two and round three, you know, we had to kind of hurry up and the, fa- the handicaps came out like I think Sunday night or Monday night uh, as fast as I could get them out. Right. But from here on out, since it's a week in between, right. the handicaps will always come out the Saturday before the races. That way you have one full week to 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 enter your team and select your team. And if you guys haven't played before, all you gotta do is send us your picks yep. on Instagram or Facebook, and you'd be crazy not to. Because right. now you can win. You can win these awesome yeah. products. And it's and not a
2: championship. It's a weekly. Or it's a week, weekly. Race, racy.
1: Yes. Race- so, ne- I mean, we're gonna have some cool championship prizes this year. Right. But next year, it's gonna be a whole new ballgame.
2: Speaking of it, we got stickers on the way.
1: Stickers are on the way. And shirts. <laughs> shirts are on the way. We have two sweet shirt designs. <laughs> <laughs> and we're going to find out to, we, we have what, a little bit of an inner battle that, here. What was
2: that movie? It was like team, team, J- uh, what was that back in the day? It was like about <laughs> the vampires or whatever. You know what I'm talking about? It was like know. team <laughs> Jacob or team something. Oh,
1: yeah, 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 yeah. Team, so, yeah,
2: yeah. So that's going to be team Brandon. Team and Brandon, team, team Cooper. That's right.
1: Yeah. I, I am a fan of the, of the, the Navy blue shirts. Yeah. Brandon over here is a fan, and now I like both. Yeah, I do too. I like I both. Brandon's more of a fan of the red shirt, right? I mean, canary, my favorite caller, canary red, if you that's will. Right, you know, stand yeah. out, stand look out, good. puff the chest, puff the a chest like that. <laughs> <laughs> so, so those shirts will be in. We got fifty shirts ordered right. in all sizes. All sizes. So you got from small Extra to small. two. no we don't got extra (laughs) small if you guys want kids shirts we can order those though right uh we have um small all the way up to 2xl um we'll be posting an image of them uh, they'll be twenty bucks a piece. Uh, if you guys are interested, we don't. We're not. Want, we're not interested in making money on uh-huh. these shirts. We want to get them out there right. and uh, let you guys have them. Uh, so twenty bucks, just you know, easy T-shirt buy. Um, we'll figure out a way for payment, and we will ship them to you um, as soon as they come in. And uh, yeah, if you guys like them, we'll order more, um, and we'll throw some stickers with in with the shirt. Wow! Free stickers. Free stickers. You, we know this, this you is like a game show, and you win, and you this win. This is a game show. <laughs> we know, oh, we geez. know. You guys as racers like love stickers. Oh man,
2: my kid loves stickers. Back Don't...
1: in the day, how many stickers did I have on that YFZ? Oh, a lot. Because I didn't, I didn't this, have enough, this, I didn't this, have enough this, money for a graphics kid, <laughs> so I just put stickers on it. It was just
2: covering up all the scars. <laughs>
1: yeah. this sticker should hold the. I mean, uh, yeah. Hold, hold the, uh, <laughs> hold, the tire hold the plastic off. together.
2: <laughs> like Colton, every time he gets a sticker, like he's got a set of 100% goggles the other day for his birthday. He's mm-hmm. like pulling the sticker off, snapping it on. Uh, FMF sticker <laughs> on his bicycle. I like left him alone for five minutes and he literally had his whole bicycle covered in stickers.
1: Doug Kirk, you can absolutely pre order a couple of t shirts. Oh, yeah, for absolutely. sure. Absolutely. For sure. Yes. Yes. So um, stickers, shirts, fantasy, giveaways. Jeez. I mean, good show, Brandon. We love it. Thanks to Stu Baylor for coming on. Right. Thanks to, thanks to Richie Nola no for coming on. Thanks to Devin for trying to make it here. Right. Uh, failing evidently, <laughs> but uh, yeah. yeah, it happens. It happens. So we. Oh gosh, we. Well, this has been
2: the first time we've been ghosted.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Devin ghosting us. He's poor guy sitting there alongside oh, the road.
2: Shoot. You got that music ready? I'm sitting I, I am I have, long long have long no
1: long. idea what this music is. I just typed in free music because we keep getting hit for copyrights. Jeez. So if this music's weird, straighten
2: it up over there. You're gonna uh, be fired.
1: <laughs> yeah, you'd be in. You'd be in deep, dude. <laughs> All
2: right, guys.
1: Episode 68. We are out. Thanks for joining us. We will see you guys next time. Peace.